Welcome, everyone, to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Hello, Matt. We're back again. It's Sunday night. We're here with all of our friends here in the season of giving. Christmas is right around the corner. Are, are you feeling the stress yet, Matt? Are you feeling <laughs> it? Not, not really, because I did all my stuff like ages ago. I've, I've got like very little things that uh, don't require a lot mm. of thought or attention to deal with still. But uh, yeah, all the big stuff has been has been dealt with ages ago and i guess because i had more time this year yeah that's I'm, I'm happy for you definitely uh i uh, i did a little entertaining today my grandparents are going away for christmas as they always do to visit their uh, other daughter uh so i had the chance to entertain for them i did a whole british tea thing i got my diffuser out <laughs> and i made a bunch of sandwiches on like the big snack tower you can see that on instagram i felt good about that where it's like you know you you guys are rich and don't have any interest, so here's like a fun practical gift that I can <laughs> give you that just won't collect dust in a corner. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I went to go have a nap after that because, you know, they're all early risers, and then freaking Amazon woke me up because I have another get gift I need to wrap. <laughs> so, you know, I think I just need one more day this week. I just need to get out and yeah. make sure the person I'm shopping for isn't around. Yeah, I need, I've got like one more day picked out that I'm just going to be like, okay, i got to sort all this little stuff out and then I'm done. And, you know, I always get stuff like I always try and get people lottery tickets every year. That's mm -hmm. my thing because it's a good stocking stuffer and like, hey, maybe you'll win. Yeah, yeah. So that's always a good one. Uh what else have I been doing this week? Uh, ooh, hey, you see that new Netflix thing they got? It's no shit, a series of video essays on famous movies called Vior. Vior, yeah. Because it's French for view. You check any of that out? I have, yeah. I've watched the first episode. It's good, isn't it? It's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, bet I was waiting for that to actually drop, and it kind of surprised me when it did. Because I think it dropped the same day as the newer tiger king documentary yes, on doc antle yeah because because I, I watched that and then it said if you'll watch this as well and i'm like yeah sure i will it's it's so funny to see netflix getting involved in the video essay thing mm -hmm. and on one hand i was almost mad like hey stop hoarding in on my racket giant <laughs> streaming company but then on the other hand i'm like oh this is a really good look at jaws and they mm -hmm. do one on animation and they do one on the first 48 my favorite is the one they do on unlikable protagonists and lawrence of arabia everyone needs to see that one yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest later on this week it's really really solid uh what else did i do this week uh, or actually what what else did you do this week i should say oh uh, anything fun what did i do well we had the game awards i did uh, i started yes. playing um halo infinite oh yes that's right the is is this the actual campaign because i know they were flirting <laughs> with like the multiplayer yeah the the campaign uh was released on the 8th or the 6th or something uh but yeah the multiplayer was released like a month ago and uh you can play both of them for basically free on game pass because they released them exactly like day and date release on game pass uh and oh, that's uh good. yeah the, the the multiplayer was pretty good i've only played a little bit of that um but because i was waiting for the campaign and the campaign yeah naturally was pretty damn good it, it's pretty damn good i've only played a little bit of it so far but it's pretty damn good I know a lot of people were super stoked about that. Also, am I a little quiet? Cosmic Rejects says I'm a little quiet. You're hitting the yellow. Okay, that's good. I'm hitting the yellow, apparently, which is not racist. I just want to say that right now. <laughs> For anyone out there who grabs that little piece of what I just said. 
and takes it around the internet. Is Joel assaulting Asian people? No. <laughs> the, the, the yellow bar, it goes from green to yellow and then red. <laughs> uh, Jack and Tevia say that I'm also a little quiet. Okay, here, I will turn up my own microphone and maybe Matt can boost me a little bit. How about that? I can't boost you anymore without blowing out your audio. <laughs> I kind of did. I kind of boost them anymore. <laughs> The machines that can't take it. All right, here, I'll just turn my own microphone up a little bit and see if that does anything. Yeah, you, a- you anything sound, now? You sound fine to me. And if it's on the yellow, like I'm I'm hitting the yellow, you're hitting the yellow, it's fine. Weird, 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 weird. Well, hopefully it doesn't turn your ruin own the show. volume up, people. Yeah, really. Turn me out, turn my headphones up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool about Halo Infinite. I'm so freaking jealous about all you next-gen game people this is the first christmas where i'm like not gonna have a basically like new video game to play which has always been a staple (laughs) of my christmas celebration though that being said i've made great use of uh what is it the big sony sale they've been doing i finally got soul caliber 6 i know that came out in 2018 but i haven't played it yet and i got it for 11 (laughs) dollars nice i can't remember what the last uh soul caliber game i played with i think it was the one that had yoda in it they made like a big deal about oh yoda and darth vader are in it yes that was the xbox version of three yeah one of them yeah which three was very good in fact six is a lot like three because they brought back more of a focus on create a character and there's the story mode but they also have kind of like a conquest mode where you can create your own character and do an original story that i love that is really good that's cool yeah it's super fun. I, I missed it in the other uh, Soul Calibers, and I'm super glad that it's back because, you know, I basically just create my freaking D&D character is all I do. <laughs> my OC do not steal. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's the type of week uh, I've been having there. Uh, as Matt mentioned, the Game Awards was this week, and they actually had a lot of comic book related news that we're going to talk about. They did, yeah. But before we do any of that, Matt... Uh, I want to spend, uh, spend, send a very special shout out to our sponsors uh, for this video. No, it's not Esker Wallet. They're great and they will be returning next week. No, I'm sending a big hearty thank you to the fine <laughs> folk at Manscaped. Yes, that's right. For the third year running, everyone, I, Cape Joel, am the ball raiser, you know, <laughs> ambassador to the world. You know, they wrote me and said, Joel, we love all the advancements you've made in your channel this year. When we look at you, we just think ball razors and a good clean scrotum <laughs> tell them to send some stuff my way because i've got i've i Absolutely. bought like a heap of their stuff before and uh, i i want that new the new lawn mower 4.0 uh, whatever it is yeah well here's the thing you know they offered to send me that and i'm like well you guys have sent me a razor every year this uh for like two years and i can't re-gift it they should definitely send it to Matt. So instead, I worked out a deal for one of their brand new anti-sweat, anti-chafe shirts and underwear from their lifestyle line. But also, they were super cool, and they gave me the shampoo and body wash. Oh, no, I didn't even know they did that sort of stuff. Again, Manscaped, they're grown by leaps and bounds. They've got so many new amazing products. So even if, you know, their main product, the actual Manscaping, isn't appealing to you, don't worry. They got stuff to make you feel clean and tidy and sharp for this holiday season. Uh, I'm just looking at the bottle right now so, you know, you can trust that their products are vegan, dye-free, gluten-free, 
paraben free. I don't even know what a paraben is, but you're not going to find it in here. They're also alcohol free and cruelty free. So you can trust that these are not only quality, but also ethical at the same time, which is very important in our products, especially in manscaping. That's manscape, everyone. All the care for your hair down there. Use the link down <laughs> in the description. Get yourself a nice gift this Christmas, a, a gift you give yourself, really, yeah. and in turn, you'll be helping out the channel. Yeah, yeah, they, they do some really great products. I, I love uh, their razors. I got some of like their... Uh... It's like a it's like a moisturizer which is really yes. good uh i also got like uh so what's in my bathroom it's like a little kit like a travel kit with like scissors oh, the and, kit is amazing and like uh tweezers and stuff like that which is really good oh their caddy is the best thing ever that you yeah. can actually carry all your stuff around it it was a must every time i went traveling back in the days two years ago when we could travel <laughs> and god willing i will get to use it again <laughs> So that's Manscaped, everyone. And with that out of the way, we can actually hop into the news from this week. And oh boy, we had way more than I thought we would. I thought it was December and shit was going to be calming down and we'd have to scrape the barrel and make stuff up. I know. I knew those Game Awards would uh, would deliver. You were right, man. I owe, I owe you a Coke and a Christmas bonus, <laughs> Cratchit. You won't have to work this year and I won't have to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there was a lot of video game and comic book crossover at the Game Awards this year. And the first one was a big announcement that I don't think anyone saw coming. I don't even think I heard this rumored, but they're apparently doing a Wonder Woman game now? Yeah, made by Monolith. Which is crazy, and it's also one of those, like, head-slapping, no-duff Yeah, things, like, how like, has it yeah. taken this long? Superman's had a lot of games. Batman's had a lot of games. Why not the third part of the Trinity? She is so video game ready. Yeah, and you see it as well in games like Darksiders and uh, mm. God of War, and it's like this is yeah. this is a Wonder Woman game. Just make this a Wonder Woman game. By any other name, yeah. I mean, everything Wonder Woman can do just screams excellent character action. And obviously, you know, uh, the Greek pantheon and Greek mythology goes over huge in stuff like Game of War. You mean to tell me you can't just make a God of War game and slap Wonder Woman on it? Yeah, exactly. I think this is a super cool idea. And again, I can see it now. Fight with swords and shields. Swing with the lasso. Fight amazing bosses that are either Greek monsters or reimaginings of Wonder Woman supervillains. Exactly. It all lends itself to, like, good video game, beat-em-up, RPG combat totally. stuff. Totally. Now, refresh my memory. What else has Monolith done that I've probably played? Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, let's have a look at that so we can see what kind of pedigree we're dealing with here. Do, 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 uh, they've do. done the uh, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games. Oh, oh, yeah, of course, because, yeah, Warner Brothers, they're in bed with Warner Brothers Oh, my games, God, that, that, just, that just reminded me. They need to use that fucking amazing Nemesis the system. The Nemesis system. Oh, fuck oh my yeah. god please please what, put it in there what do we think what would the nemesis system look like for wonder woman you just beat up a regular henchman but in <laughs> cases you know he maybe comes back stronger he, with like new he, gear yeah he again he's got like superhero killing tech from like intergang and maybe you can use the lasso of truth to like change his heart and his mind and get him to like stop being a criminal yeah uh, or, or like um like uh Ares has like generals yes i love it kind, kind of like you know like assassin's creed the, the like hidden ones how it's like a That's big like great. sort of tree 
I love it. I love everything about that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the cult of Ares. You have to hunt down the cult of Ares because yeah. that's the thing from the comics. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I definitely hope they borrow some stuff from Shadow of War. I mean, how could they not? Yeah. Here, here's the question, though. Can Wonder Woman fly in this, or will she have the invisible jet? Probably fly. Probably fly. That'll be interesting to see how they deal with that, because so many of those games are all about traversal, and I think Wonder Woman has a lot of amazing options for traversal. Yeah, she'll either fly or be able to, like, throw herself quite uh long ways with like the lasso mm. like lasso under something and like catapult herself or something of course it's a superhero game so there's going to be like a million unlockable costumes from her history oh absolutely you know we'll have the golden kingdom come armor we'll have the mod suit when she didn't have any powers at all yep yep the jacket the pants version that made everyone crazy before the new 52 <laughs> started <laughs> So many options, so many places to go. Yeah. And I'm I'm here for all of it. Man, Wonder Woman's like in a really interesting time right now because she's got this and there's that big uh Amazon's event starting soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a great time to be a Wonder Woman fan. Yeah. No doubt. So definitely get excited for that, everyone. I... And as Cosmic Reject is saying there, but also because it's Monolith and Warner Brothers games, are we going to have to be worried about microtransactions? <laughs> did, they, did they end up taking them out of that, that Mordor game? Because I know did. so many people like got shitty about that. Eventually they did, and the game was actually much better for yeah. it. Well, may, maybe they've learned the lesson. I mean, there's not... Like, that had, like, some type of online component, didn't it? Yes, it's always online, yeah. yep. Yes, but I can't see how this this game, which should be mainly a single-player game, would have, like, an online component. You would certainly hope so. Yeah. You would certainly hope that they learned their lesson and didn't try and pull that shit again. But also, the, the call of money and the corrupting nature of the microtransaction. Oh, we'll give you that costume you want for $5 American. <laughs> Yeah, you can have all these great references for money. Yeah. Always for money. <laughs> <laughs> Again, st start your engines now, everyone. What villains you want in there as boss fights. Cheetah, obviously. I imagine you could do a really fun one with, like, Dr. Psycho. Could re-envision Silver Swan. I imagine we'll get all of them. We'll probably get some villains that aren't hers as well. Because she doesn't... Yeah. She, she doesn't really have a lot of, like, good villains. <laughs> Not for, like, the last two decades, she no. has, unless you want to do, like, the Blue Snowman. Yeah, have her fight, like, I don't know, the Royal Flush Gang or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't really belong to any one hero. No, yeah, have her fight, like, villains that, like, anyone could you see anyone fight, like the Royal Flush Gang or uh, Intergang or something. Mmm, Grail, Maxima. Yeah. yeah. Bring some of that, and that would be fun. Like, I am Maxima, and I can match Wonder Woman. Ooh, the female Furies, that'd be a really good one. Yep. Those would be four amazing bosses. The, uh, those Amazonians that kind of, uh, they're, like, militaristic. They, like, use guns Oh, the Brazilian ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, Maxwell The Banamidal uh, Amazons. That's a good one. The chat says Maxwell Lord. That would be an interesting fight, because he can't hit you, but maybe mm -hmm. he can send wave after wave of he, innocent people after he, you. He would be the, uh the the scarecrow in arkham yes. game sort of villain where it's like puzzles and mm. and like mm. l like you got to go through the level and like get through his like mind control and shit 
Yes, 10 on 10. Amazing pitch, Matt. I love yeah. that. This game would also be perfect for a boss rush mode, too. Like, again, you fight each of the four female Furies individually, and then at, like, near the end of the game, you got to fight all four of them at once. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I'm pitching. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. I have high hopes. Yeah, I imagine we're going to be also... I don't think there was a date attached to it, so I imagine... No. 2023, 20, 20, 2024, whenever the next Probably. Wonder Woman movie comes out. That's usually how these work, and yeah, they usually like to have uh, connective multimedia things going on. Yeah. Uh, now, that wasn't the only game they announced either. Uh, we actually got some more footage some real actual tangible gameplay footage from suicide squad kills the justice league which of course is a game that kind of came and went and now we actually finally have stuff to go on my question is finally answered of what the hell kind of game is this is it though because it's still very nebulous in that like you, you didn't really get to see it's like okay so is it like the guardians game are you controlling one person yeah. and then you can take control of all the others or like can this you switch true. do you uh, is it a four-player game where you can only control one player and three others control the other characters true we did see gameplay well, though we did we finally saw some gameplay it's a hybrid shooter. So yeah. everyone seems to have, you know, uh, a melee attack and everyone seems to have some sort of ranged attack. What I find very interesting is how they chose to deal with a very real problem when it comes to adapting comic book superheroes. And that is, as I mentioned before, mobility. How do they get around in the game world like they get mm -hmm. around in the comics? Because for a lot of characters, it's easy. Iron Man flies, Superman flies, Batman has his bad, uh, you know grappling hook and his batmobile with the suicide squad it's like most of these people are just dudes though who like walk and take the bus and need to be yeah. choppered in yeah so we'll just give captain boomerang speed <laughs> yeah i'm like okay you're just throwing that out there he just has super speed now all right i mean i i hope there's an in-game reason for that uh deadshot just has a jetpack harley quinn has a grappling hook because apparently everyone in gotham now has a grappling hook and king shark is just the hulk from that avengers game yeah he just jumps really far just jumps really far really fast i mean that's certainly one way to solve it but a little weird it is a little weird yeah like i wouldn't have done it that way i would have made a suicide squad game more of like a level-based corridor shooter thing but this seems to be going for much more of a open world a whole city overwatchy avengers gamey kind of thing so it was a little bit uh uh what's the word ambitious the yeah for what the scope is of suicide squad definitely like again i i respect them for going big but at the same time it's like you, you probably should have gone small and built up to this yeah 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 or like at least or put characters in it that that's that like their traversals would make sense and it's yeah like, like deadshot you can get away with the air jetpack but maybe sure, like change not? out the others for like characters who actually have powers can do stuff yeah it's it's an odd choice and again we don't know from what point in the game this footage is shown maybe this is near the end of the game maybe we actually do get smaller more kind of compact stuff to start us off and we build up to this i don't know yeah, yeah well, uh, again, yeah, this could just be one section of the game and the whole game isn't like this at all. True. And th this is just like the open metropolis section of the game and there's more sections that are all closed off and uh, more suited for these characters. Yeah, yeah. 
they uh, they definitely sold this one kind of cool too. Deborah Wilson literally came out on stage as Amanda Waller and yelled she, at Jeff Keeley. She, she she looked like Nick Fury. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's just her haircut in real life. Well, I know that she had like a big black coat on and like the the like a gun holster like Nick Fury yeah. has. I'm like, you just cosplaying Nick Fury. It doesn't look like Amanda bit. Waller. Look, 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 I'm just saying Jeff Keeley lived my dream of getting yelled at by <laughs> Deborah Wilson is all I'm saying. I felt bad for her, too, because the crowd seemed genuinely confused because, yeah. like, no one else did that. And they're like, wait, what, is she Is she from the gate? Is this Deborah Wilson from yeah. Mad TV as herself? Where do we know her from? Wait, the, is this The thing a is, thing? I don't think she actually looks like that in the game. No, I don't think so either. No, I think it looks like a bit more like a classical Walla look. Where she's a little yeah. bit more heavy set with like the hair and everything. Yeah. It was an odd choice. Yeah. I will say that much. I mean, I'm glad they wanted to give it that much more pomp and circumstance, but I maybe wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we know more now about Justice League or Justice League. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. God, that's a bit of an unwieldy title, isn't it? It is, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it it, it shows potential. I'm excited for it. Yeah, we're getting it, what, sometime next year? Yeah, is what it sounds like. Which, again, you know, here's hoping uh, Suicide Squad fever can, you know, stay for that long. I know we got the movie, and we're getting that Peacekeeper TV show, and then we're getting this video game long after the fact, because isn't that the way? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I think this was delayed quite a fair bit. I think so, too. I mean, COVID, not, not what just, are you going to do? Well, not just from COVID. I, think, I actually think they probably... We're still trying to hash out what exactly this game was. Well, yeah, because there were rumors for like a long time, yeah. like even after that last Batman game. Yeah, well, they, that we they might set be it up in, like, technically set the Suicide Squad up in what, Arkham Origins or something? Yes, I believe they did. Yeah. Yeah, and that had Deathstroke in it. It did, so this has clearly changed hands a couple times, and yeah. they've clearly reworked it a bit. Yeah. Which in that way makes it very much like a DC project. We can add that to the ever-growing <laughs> list of, and here's stuff we almost made or we're going to make, and this is what we made instead. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, from this story to actually a little piece of dour news that you may or may not have heard, uh, comic legend George Perez opened up uh, this week about uh, him having late-stage cancer, and this led to an outpouring of just you know love and honoring for a dude who you know changed the very face of comics and someone who will be sorely sorely missed so you know it's kind of cool that everyone gets a chance to say how important he is to them here and now i know i know it was it was definitely a shock to me when i read that but as well as it's so good seeing everyone sort of band together and support this guy and mm-hmm. more so like people were also like getting together and they they're demanding dc and marvel release the 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 jla avengers uh oh, book yes. like do do like a, a new printing of it or something like an omnibus honor or something. Him, yeah. i don't think they should don't you yeah and and then like set it up so that like a portion goes to like cancer research or something oh that would be clever I, I'd, that would buy, be really I'd buy good. a fucking copy I, I would have I'd buy two copies in that case uh yeah what's you know what's beautiful about this outpouring of support too it's like yeah you know george perez amazing you know revolutionary artist one of the most important names in modern comic books but also just a really good guy yeah. that no one has ever said a bad word about even like you know in passing like i've never even heard a rumor nope. about him being a dick i've only heard about him being a good guy which makes it sting that much more that the good yeah. die young you know yeah yeah it sucks 
It does. But, you know, hey, miracles happen. They're making, you know, medical advancements in technology all the time here. Who, who's to say what exactly. could happen? Exactly. This is this is just the man, as many artists do, trying to get his affairs in order and like, hey, everyone, let me basically try and tell my piece of the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been a it's been a bad month for icons, too. We lost Sondheim and we lost Anne Rice just like last night. Yeah, yesterday. Man, you know, my gothy theater kid heart can't take much more of it <laughs> oh, at this yeah. point. All the theater people are dying. I know. Tell me about it. Fine. Now, then again, I think like Anne Rice was like 95 and lived in an yeah, incredibly oh, yeah. full life. She, she was she was really old, yeah. There's a beautiful picture there of, uh, what is it, a, a Manganiello, the man who would be Deathstroke but wasn't. <laughs> It's him and her in a con, and he's, like, giving her a bouquet of flowers and, like, giving her his arm, and he's, like, walking her through the floor. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's so that's sweet. Nice. Oh, also, big, like, muscle head, like, man, Janello, and then you're reminded, <laughs> like, no, he, he he loves Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and is a total nerd. Of course he loves Anne Rice. Of course, Why yeah. wouldn't he? Of course. That's such a sweet moment. Hunt that picture down, everyone. It'll make you smile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tevia, George Perez isn't dead yet. Not dead. He's just very sick. Very sick. And he could easily get better. And we're hoping we don't he gets know. better. We're hoping. It's late stage cancer. I forget what type of cancer, but it's like third degree late stage cancer. Yeah. Oh, as someone in this chat reminds me, because uh, apparently we lost the writer of Cowboy Bebop, which I didn't know, but oh, I know, yes, I know right. that show got canceled. Wow. What a weird ass confluence of events. The original writer dies right as the american show is canceled god that is wow <laughs> yeah what the fuck is even well what is anything yeah that show man i'm kind of glad it got canceled i i watched one episode of it and i'm like okay i'm not gonna rush to finish the rest yeah. i know you said it gets a little better later it, on but... it does but then it starts like swerving all over the place with like julia's story and like completely changes everything Ooh. up at the end and you're like okay yeah that, that's enough <laughs> And like, okay, it needs to be a series now when like, I think people like the original because it's like just 26 solid episodes. Yeah. It is funny too that they canceled it the way they did when there were so many think pieces and arguments and back and forth where it's like, yeah, you all spent way too much emotional bandwidth on this than you needed to. Yeah, the, the best one I saw was from Vice where it says like, it, it, it's, it's bad on purpose. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's deliberately being like different and bad on purpose. I'm like, is that is that what we're going for now <laughs> I, I i saw that too i think someone said it's like you know what what is this new genre of articles where it's like look i already wrote this article three weeks ago when i thought <laughs> people were gonna like it now that they don't like it i don't want to change my article too much so what should i change the title to yeah yeah that's what i felt like when i read that <laughs> uh all right moving on from there to a little bit of happier news captain carter big breakout star of marvel what if is going to be getting a brand new miniseries yeah it's about time that happened again you know we said it before but it bears repeating marvel what if is surely already doing its work as the ultimate you know market research backdoor pilot factory for the next little bit of marvel oh did did, did people like this character did this character <laughs> track well they did well let's get a mini series and see how it does yeah and i imagine this is going to do very well i will be interested to see how this works because obviously you know i like captain carter i liked the show and everything but i'm also a regular comic reader and buyer mm -hmm. i have to wonder will the fresh eyes that were on the show and on this version of the character translate to comic book sales they certainly seem to think it will 
I, I think it will. Again, especially if they do this as this is like a fresh Captain Carter. This isn't the Captain yeah, Carter we saw in like, like Exiles and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. So it, they're coming in with like basically an origin arc, which will which will get new readers on and everything. So I, th- I think it should do well. This is that's certainly what it sounds like that they want this to be a fresh jumping on point mm-hmm. to people who may only be aware of the character from the show. And I mean, hey, more more power to them. And also, hey, I'm excited to see what the writing team does here and maybe uh, reimagining other parts of the Captain America lore and history. I know the synopsis said something like, oh, Captain Carter is called out of retirement like uh, when an old foe returns. And I'm like, ooh, what old foe? Yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see uh i'm intrigued to see exactly how much they'll take from that what if yeah so like are we going to get like the uh like steve in like the big iron man armor and yeah, the hydra yeah. stomper uh and all that sort of stuff or are they gonna like completely change it and just have her like i know team with bucky or something and yeah something what's what's bucky like in this world yeah. hey what's uh what's friggin uh uh crossbones like in this mm. world maybe in this world sin became crossbones do, instead of the other way around do we know if it's set in the present or like is it the past i know she says that she comes out of retirement but i could see that easily being set like you know just after world war Two or something the, they seem very vague about it i think that's one of the mysteries where they want you to really get in on it that'd be cool it if it was like set in like place. the 70s that would be cool. Yeah, there's a lot of fun ways uh, you could spin this book. Yeah, she's got to hunt down like Nazis in Argentina Ooh. or something. Oh, that would be fun. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Secret Sauce Boss actually brings up something uh, fun here that I didn't add to the news, but it's something that does bear a little bit of conversation. Uh, apparently, uh, Grant Morrison did an interview this week <laughs> uh, on, on a channel that no one has ever no heard of. No one's ever heard of with less subscribers than anyone and i'm like okay cool that's that's their thing that's what morrison does they go on shows that no one has heard of to do interviews all right (laughs) when when you're morrison you're allowed to do that and the thing is he wasn't even invited he just turned up you know (laughs) oh really (laughs) no no i'm i think he was it's like just grant morrison just turned up (laughs) morrison appeared as morrison does through the ether uh, apparently during this interview, you know, they broached the subject of Superman and the Authority, uh, the last like mini series that Morrison did, which kind of led into the Philip Con- uh, Kennedy Johnson series, kind of didn't, it's a little up in the air, whatever. But basically, the conversation said that when Didio was still at DC, and this was all still part of 5G, which we had theorized it was, and now we officially know beyond the shadow of a doubt that Superman and the Authority was supposed to take place mm-hmm. during 5G. Yeah. The plan, Dio said, was like, oh, yes, let's let's have another version of Superman who's a tyrant. He's old and shitty, and he's a fucking fascist now. He's a right-winger. He, he said he wanted Superman to be a right-winger. <laughs> His words exactly to deal. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that blow people's minds? <laughs> and Morrison's like, no. How about let's not do that. I I offer myself up as tribute. I'll I'll do the book. I'll I'll do anything just so you don't do that, Don Dio. <laughs> I just love that he took the book just so this wouldn't happen. He's a hero. He's a goddamn hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they again. But yeah, friggin' Morrison man coming in and saving the friggin' day. This this led to another hilarious exchange and tweet from uh, Gail Simone, who mentioned, like, this. Ha- she basically said, you know, this happens at DC more than you think. <laughs> I took New 52 Batgirl under similar circumstances because I heard the pitch they had and thought it was so terrible and so monstrous I had to get in there and save it. I wouldn't hear that pitch now. 
I really fucking do. Hey, let's buy Gail Simone a bunch of drinks until she tells <laughs> us. Subscribe to her Substack or something. I don't know. Please. I don't think she is on Substack, actually. I think, I think she's, she's one, one of the few holdout. one of the few creators who isn't. <laughs> one of the few holdouts there. But uh, yeah, wow. I, I'm dying to know what that was, too. Also, is, is this another story that proves that Dan DiDio is kind of a monster or that he's like a business genius where he's like working mental kung fu? Yeah, where it's like, he, I he, really... he deliberately did that to get Morrison on the book because he knew on they the would book. deliver gold. <laughs> absolutely is like this is, is, is this like the comic book editor version of negging is this like you know like negative reinforcement yeah. <laughs> trying to get people to write books and everyone's completely like misinterpreted what's happening and everything yeah <laughs> and he's like and some, some secret genius <laughs> which again is just like man maybe it's good 5g didn't happen then but also again confirming that yeah that was totally the plan oh that's great and i, I love it you know that like the, like just getting past that whole like uh negative reinforcement thing you know the whole idea was for didio he's like that that injustice superman is popular mm. people like this homelander character can't we just do that can we do can we make that superman even though realizing not realizing that those two versions are like parodies of mm. superman <laughs> and deconstructions <laughs> and all the fans just very silently no please no <laughs> he has to be stopped and he was stopped just not in the way you think he was yeah yeah again i imagine Dio clearing out his desk there when verizon you know took control and it's like you'll never know you'll never know i i do like that idea we formed where he, he is like a secret genius and this is all like part of his plan is like all negative reinforcement all negative reinforcement <laughs> i hate the sidekicks i want to murder them all well that will motivate you to do better sidekick books won't it <laughs> See, that's the thing. You have to do good or I'll destroy everything you love. <laughs> what's what's Didio doing now that he's essentially been forced into retirement? He's been very, very quiet. I guess he's just counting his money and hanging out. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I could have sworn that he was going to get, like, you know, snatched up by another company and we were going to hear, like, oh, yeah, he's... Uh, what is it a uh, co-producing valiant now or something maybe he's got like something in the work again like this was like during covid so it's probably yeah. like, like put a hamper on a lot of people's plans and stuff probably so, yeah well, i don't know who knows he's gonna have a sub stack <laughs> honestly i would if it was just like dan didio tells all i would happily listen to his sub stack that's just oh, him yeah. telling stories oh yeah yeah just all this all this terrible shit he had planned oh yeah because because again it's like creatively there's a lot of stuff that we disagree with the do on but in interviews and talking he seems charming and affable yeah yeah he seems like a kind of really solid dude yeah and tall very tall by yeah. all accounts just yeah. a giant of a man <laughs> hitting his head off door frames everywhere he goes <laughs> but yeah thank you for bringing that up secret sauce boss i'm glad we got to get that down on recording there because that is just a hell of a story <laughs> And also just a hell of a way to find out about this story. Hey, Morrison, yeah. uh, our, our, our show basically isn't listened to by anyone. You can come here and talk to us, I, and we promise it won't get out. I, I remember I saw him trending on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like this is either going to be he's leaving comics, mm. someone dug up an old tweet, uh, yeah, what? something happened, uh, so what have they done? And then it's yeah, just like, oh, happened? he 
they gave like an interview where they talked about Superman of the Authority on like a random yeah. channel. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Boy, that's a, that's a relief. Th- th- thank you always, Grant, for, you know, being on your best behavior. We appreciate it. <laughs> now, uh, moving on there to a little bit more DC news for you there. Naomi season two by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker is slated for yes. a comeback in 2022. Yes, we knew when uh, we knew season two was coming. We just didn't know when and now we yeah. do. And now we have a cover and everything and it's six issues along. And yeah, I'm so excited just just in time for the new naomi tv yes. show it's uh, th- this and batman universe are still arguably the best thing that bendis has done mm-hmm. at dc right now it's a net win for everybody yeah I, i'm very much looking forward to this new series yeah again you know if you're a fan of this and i feel this book made a lot of fans and then kind of went silent for a long time but yeah it's well again back i think now. Like, again covid i think pushed everything back because sure. I, I i swear this book was meant to come out ages ago I uh, I dropped off on Justice League, but Naomi is still on the Justice League. I take it. Ah, uh, she's just just leaving now because they they're moving right. into like fighting the Royal Flush Gang, and her parents didn't want her getting involved, so they're like taking her home to Oregon so she can train to be a better hero. And I imagine that's when this book picked up. Really, her parents didn't want her involved writing fighting the Royal Flush Gang. They're the fucking Royal Flush Gang. Anyone well, it, can beat it wasn't them. the Royal Flush Gang that like convinced them. It was the oh, Sin- okay. Sinmar attack and him destroying the Hall oh, of Justice yeah. and all that shit. Because I'm like Naomi's a smart kid. She could really stay oh, present. Like it's the Royal Flush Gang. She fucking wiped the floor with them. <laughs> it's the Royal Flush Gang, mom and dad. They get beaten up on the reg <laughs> every week. <laughs> Every week, someone beats the shit out of them. Green Arrow beats them up on his own, and he just has arrows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got these guys. They're they're so inbred from all this family crime stuff. I'm pretty sure a, a strong breeze would knock them over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's just good news all around there. Uh, if you haven't checked out Naomi, now's a great time to do it because she's going to be everywhere in 2022, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, also, thank you, Ben Parrish. I just saw that right there. Uh, now, moving on from there, another piece of news that I think we all thought was incoming, but that we never thought we would get a chance to talk about. Tom Taylor, uh, you know, probably one of the hottest names in comic books today, uh, announced this week that he has signed an exclusive deal with DC Comics, which is hilarious because it was only a couple months ago you and I were saying that, uh, oh, DC is apparently not doing exclusivity contracts anymore. Yeah. Well, except for when they really want you. And they really want him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they re- make sense. You know, like, uh, his Superman book, uh, it, it failed spectacularly, like mm. all the mouth breathers were saying, so they, they had to sign him for a multi-book deal, you know? Multi-book <laughs> deal. And I'm sure that was definitely the thing that pushed them over the edge, too, where it's like, okay, so this you know, uh, Jonathan Kent Superman thing is doing better than we ever could have thought. We're getting a lot of great, you know, mm-hmm. press outside of the comic book medium. The book is selling good and everything. Taylor is being a great ambassador for comics on like CNN and all the news mm-hmm. shows and everything else. All right, maybe maybe it's time we finally put a ring on it after all these <laughs> years. I imagine someone got down on their knee, Tom. I think it's time. <laughs> Would you go exclusive with us, please? <laughs> we we know we've enjoyed a nice, open relationship where we do fun, interesting, exciting things with Nightwing and John. And then, you know, you go and do Dark Ages stuff at Marvel. But we just, we want you to be our forever, man. Because <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> 
but yeah, this th this is great news, and this also means hey, there's probably a pretty solid chance now that maybe Taylor will get called up to like write the main Superman book when the John stuff is run his course. Maybe he'll write Batman when Joshua Williamson is done with it. I'd really like to see him write Justice League, honestly. He he'd be he'd do a pretty good Justice League book. He I at the moment he's still sticking with like obviously he's got the the Superman book, but he's he's got yeah. like Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, and like all his like alternate universe stuff i imagine he's got a lot more as well cooking oh probably yeah yeah no doubt i think the future is very bright and again super surprised it took them so long to nail him down honestly i don't think it was a matter of them not being able to nail him down i think he just had a really great thing going being able to mm -hmm. write amazing books for both companies so why would he want to stop yeah and it was like uh, like everything he wrote sold really well like one after the other so yeah yeah one one of the hottest names in comics and also by all accounts just a really nice really good dude too so good good on you mr taylor yes. sir i've been i've been putting together my best of the year list and i you instead of having you on it like several times it was very hard to nail down like okay what one though <laughs> yeah he's he, he's out there representing australia very well yeah absolutely yeah i can only imagine you know being australian there He's probably a great ambassador and a hell of a, you know, local boy makes good story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come on, Canadian writers, up your shit. Come on. <laughs> Jace Jensen there saying he needs to write a Green Arrow book. Yeah, maybe we'll finally get Green Arrow and Black Canary now because he seems to be like one of the only guys who A, cares about writing them and B, actually seems to know how to do it. <laughs> Maybe 2022 will finally be the year where they pull the trigger. He always manages to involve them somehow in his books. In everything. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it more when we talk about what we read this week. But yeah, one way or another, he's he's like me in that regard. Where it's like, damn it, Joel, you can't keep involving Green Arrow and everything. The hell I can't. <laughs> Just watch me. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's just good news there. Now, the other big piece of news this week, arguably the biggest piece of news this week, and something that I did not think they would be dropping before Christmas, but they announced the X-Men Destiny line, which is going to be unleashing a brand new slate of books coming very soon in the fallout of Inferno. I mean, we all basically knew that this was going to be happening and that we were going to be entering the third chapter, essentially, mm -hmm. of this Krakoan saga. I just didn't think they'd be announcing it so soon. Yeah, it, it well, again, like, yeah, Inferno's not even finished yet. I think it's got, what, one more issue? Uh, is more it issues? four? I thought it was, uh, that's a good question. How many How many issues is Inferno? But it, the, the point being is they, they announced it before that even, like, ended. <laughs> Yeah. Now that being said, and again, we'll talk about when we talk about books this week, but holy shit, Inver Inferno this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what is there? What a, what a freaking note to leave on. But uh, yeah, I guess it'll be ending soon, but not too soon. <laughs> the chat saying that uh, comment about Canadian writers needing to up their game. Jim's up. Heard that, Joel. <laughs> now, now, Jim is a friend of the show. We know he can do no wrong here. <laughs> But yes, so Destiny of X is going to be the next line because we had Dawn of X, we had Reign of X, and now we have Destiny of X. And with that, we have several new books as well as a number of returning books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of these we don't know a lot about yet. Some we can guess and some they have actually announced uh, what it's going to be. Uh, first up, we have Immortal X-Men, which is the first name on our list here. And this is apparently going to be a book all about the quiet council yeah 
about the Quiet Council during the fallout of the X-Men's whole immortality protocols getting leaked to the rest of the world, which they've been building up to in the pages of main X-Men. Yeah, through uh, Ben Urich and his stories and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I like the sound of this. I've always loved the Quiet Council, and it's clear that they can get a lot of great drama just from a bunch of mutants in the room talking to each other and backstabbing each other. So yeah, yeah I'll read this book. Absolutely, I'll read it as well. Again, it'd be like a Game of Thrones sort of book. Well, yeah again all these people backstabbing each other and making deals under the table with each other and it's even worse now with like uh obviously mystique and destiny sort of mm -hmm. fueling fires and and uh spy colossus uh, yes yeah, spy colossus and everything involved and all that i uh, i do believe someone made the comparison saying this book is to hickman's avengers what new avengers was to his avengers at the mm -hmm. time mm-hmm so this is going to be the book that like fills in a lot of blanks there and you know again is the more kind of high-minded aaron sorkin talky one yeah which i know a lot of people probably won't like no but, but we will <laughs> but we will because this is the this is the book we, we review on. for ourselves <laughs> exactly this is the shit we're gonna dig on this is this is gonna be like way of x where it's like yeah this is more you know heady and high-minded mm. and philosophical and everything and make certain people with no media literacy go oh my god this is just a soap opera i'm like motherfucker it's x-men yeah, what do you think you're you ever reading read x-men before <laughs> It's the longest-running soap opera ever. Uh, next up, we have Marauders. This is going to be be the beginning of the uh, 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 Olivia run, right? That's uh, that's who's doing this one. I believe so. I kind yes. of I've like fallen off on what's happening with Marauders. I have too, which is such a shame because it was my favorite under Jerry Duggan. I'm like four issues behind, and I really, really want to catch up. I, I'm going to make an effort to starts. try and review, like try and review Same. these X Men books just to get like the whole story. But yeah, yeah, I I, I guarantee you, I'll forget some of them. Some will fall by the wayside. <laughs> so many. Yeah, of yeah. Them. I know that's the thing. This is going to be the hardest, and this is like a thing that I'm going to like promise to myself there that I need to make some changes and that I can't try and cover. Steve Orlando, it was okay, Steve Orlando yeah, who's yeah. writing this one. They 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 announced this one a long time ago yeah. that he was going to be taking over because they kind of had to because Duggan got moved over to main X Men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's fun to see Marauders survive, you know, all these different lineup changes and everything too because it is such a solid book. Yeah. kitty pride and emma frost make such great leads and the new book is going to have new people on it too because i think like dokken is joining this team and psylocke is joining the team okay. too yeah yeah it's just such a, like an interesting fresh idea for the x-men mm. pirates yeah pi pirates like for a, a nation that's like yeah. on their own and they're like yeah doing illicit deals and all that sort of shit yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of historical context there. Most of the major powers back in the day backed and funded privateers to steal yeah. from their enemies. Yeah, it's so cool. It is. It really is. Uh, we got X-Force, yet another one that's surviving. Obviously, Ben Percy is writing that and Wolverine now, but I have a sneaking suspicion he will not be writing this uh, because I think uh, X-Lives of Wolverine is going to be his big uh, finale. I get the distinct yeah. feeling. The, the one thing I hope with, if if a new writer comes on on this X-Force book, uh, we get the continued adventures of Beast's war crimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we can see Beast here. He looks a lot more like his older self. He's got yeah. his old haircut from the cartoon, and he's wearing uh, glasses again. He needed, a he's, he needed the glasses so he could see the war crimes better. <laughs> so he could see them better in 2020. <laughs> or, hey, did someone kill Beast and bring back an older version of him? Mm, yeah. 
yeah that's like that, yeah his uh his uh previous life version yeah that they had on file that is always a possibility isn't it that they could totally do that maybe maybe beast in the next couple issues goes too far and they need to smack him down finally and bring him back to earth yeah we got Knights of X, which is one of the ones we don't know anything about yet. But if I had to guess, because Excalibur isn't on the lineup anymore, I'm going to guess Knights of X is maybe their magic one. Yeah, probably ends up turning into what Excalibur will turn into. Like, it'll be, yeah, Betsy and all those people. Yeah. Yeah, A bunch more of the sword, sword yeah. people. Yeah. By, by which I mean people who fight with swords, not sword the group. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I know it's hard to make that uh, distinction. Uh, so that one looks interesting. Obviously, mainline vanilla X-Men sticks around, mm -hmm. probably still under Jerry Duggan. This kind of seems to be the more superhero-centric book, the more uh, one-and-done approachable book. Not only that is like where most of this, like uh, the actual plot is happening with like the yeah. whole... Uh leaking of the the uh, resurrection protocols and all that mm. sort of stuff all the stuff that's stemming into these other books definitely yeah so that's going to be ground zero for that uh we have legion of x which ooh, that's a pretty interesting name isn't it if i had to guess this is probably going to be the continuation of cy spurrier's way of x mm -hmm. where legion was a character and nightcrawler yep. started a new mutant religion and we see him in his new like ex-pope outfit here where he's got robes and a big jesus beard ex-pope i like that that's his new name <laughs> i am the ex-pope do you does he drive in the ex-pope mobile no yeah. i just teleport if i think bullets are near me <laughs> that'll be interesting i hope that continues what spurrier was doing if that is what i think it is because way of x was probably my favorite x-men book this year in a year that was filled with amazing x-men it was a pretty damn good book it was it really was and short too like they did the story and it was done i kept thinking like is this going to come back and they're like no we're done no. after that it's, yeah we're it's done. a short one which is cool because they don't all need to be long no exactly some of them can be short uh we got wolverine which again i have no fucking clue what wolverine is going to be especially after x lives of wolverine yeah uh, i have no idea what that's going to be i guess maybe it'll be like a refresh for the character probably yeah new number one wolverine number one it'll sell better Absolutely. they i mean they've got the whole resurrection thing built in and it could mm -hmm. like one of those series could end with his deaths and it they could. and this new series is like the new wolverine quote unquote the new wolverine it absolutely could he's keeping the same costume though we can mm -hmm. see from the art mm-hmm He's still got the brown. He hasn't gone back but, to rocking the classic yellow. I, I haven't been reading Wolverine, but, like, where does he fall on this whole, like, sort of, uh, like, obviously Scott and Jean left the council because they don't yeah. really want anything to, like, where does he fall in with all this? He doesn't love it, but he's basically just going along with everyone else because he sees yeah. how happy everyone else is. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. But he's pissing and moaning to his FBI buddy, Jeff Bannister, who is oh, literally really? just Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, I remember Jeff. Yeah, he just, like, sneaks away and drinks with him and talks shit about Krakoa. <laughs> He's, like, literally the deadbeat dad. He's like, I'm just doing it for the kids at this point. I don't love it. <laughs> and staying out of, like, all the politics and all the backstabbing, which is very Wolverine, where he's yeah. like, I have no interest in what they're doing. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I come to... It's all too smart for me. <laughs> yeah, I come to fight. I come to fuck. I come to stab vampires. <laughs> 
We also see Omega Red here, too, which makes me wonder, is he going to be a bigger character moving forward? Because, honestly, Omega Red's kind of getting punked out by all sides. The vampires are punking him. The mutants are punking yeah. him. Yeah, he's just the whipping boy for everyone. <laughs> he really is. He, he'd be a good one for X-Force. I see Juggernaut here, too, so there's two guys who I think would be very good on a new uh, X-Force team. Juggernaut's kind of an interesting one because they had that, like, uh, miniseries where he... Yeah, was, yeah, He's kind of a good guy, and he just wanted to be, like, like someone who helped left people alone, yeah. and sort of left alone, and that streamer wanted to, like, stream his exploits and all that sort of shit. So I'm intrigued to see what's happened there, here, especially as well since the whole Sitarak stuff was involved in the uh, Death of Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Again, he could also be a good fit for a magic book mm -hmm. because he's his powers are magical half the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see Goblin Queen on here too. I didn't get a chance to read Hellions this week, but I know they brought Madeline Pryor finally back this week, so she oh, would nice. be a good addition to any team. Yeah. Also, will be will she be able to live and let live with Jean, the one that she's a clone <laughs> of? <laughs> I mean, they're very far away on the picture, as we can see. <laughs> they had to separate them for the group photo. Yeah, we have New Mutants, which I, I guess that other New Mutants finished, so this is a yeah. new New Mutants. That, I, it'll be interesting to see what this one is, because that New Mutants book was like a cosmic book. Yeah, it was, like so it was set in space. And it was kind of a comedy, yeah. and Hickman wrote it, but he like co-wrote it, and I think it was like one of the only ones he co-wrote, and honestly, I, I have such a hard time caring about the New Mutants. But that being said, Cypher is a New Mutant, and Cypher is really fucking important Yeah, really now. important now. So if the New Mutants book is literally just a cipher book, we might have to read it. Yeah. And lastly, and most surprisingly of all the new titles, X-Men Red, which they were sure to say, no, 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 this is not a continuation of the Tom Taylor book. Mm -hmm. But if I had to guess, X-Men Red is probably going to be taking place on Mars, the Red Planet, and yep. it's probably going to be a sword continuation because sword yeah. isn't on here. Yeah, this will be the, uh, the Mars X-Men team, and it'll probably uh, be a mixture of uh krakoan and arako uh stuff yeah mutants yeah because arako was so important there for a minute mm. and then they just kind of fell off it's just kind of disappeared yeah they just kind of disappeared but again when we talk about inferno this week they might be coming back with an avengeance soon yeah yeah now uh eric santi helping us out here in the chat there thank you uh eric with the generous donation i love how most of the x writers aren't straight now even though i'm sad that hickman is leaving for the moment he has given these creators a chance to work together so i hope it works out for all the x books well said eric yeah i, I never even considered that first part but mm -hmm. oh my god you're absolutely right yeah, yeah. and it, uh, yeah it's it's such a great fit for these characters and the, the, yeah like, like every one of these books has just been so damn good yeah Again, it says a lot for, you know, 2021, 2022. They know, hey, you know, human culture that hates and fear us. And so we must fight for our own on our own island and everything for our piece of the pie. And now here is, you know, the writers that grew up reading that and now writing the books. Huh, yeah. And cool. then as Eric said, like Hickman, like giving them a chance, he's used his like pull to get all these yeah. people involved and get them all on these big books. Yeah, I do believe that's called using your privilege for good. Yeah. Is what that's yeah. called. <laughs> Yeah, he, he set the table so now everyone gets a chance to eat. And yeah, that, that of course is the big, like, you know, I, I don't want to call it fear because honestly I'm not scared at all that this is going to be the Krakoa era minus Hickman. So there's a fair, sh like, share of, like, sink or swim going on. Well, like, we've already kind of seen Hickman, 
leave because he's only got Inferno yeah. now and like kind of Tini Howard's kind of taken over his position as That's sort of true. the one sort of like looking after everything and I don't feel like any giant shift or anything like there's it's, no tonal shift or anything it feels exactly the same nothing is on fire everything actually seems to be moving along pretty good I, I i'm not enjoying trial of magneto oh, but yeah like, yeah that's that feels like a book that just should have been an x-factor arc <laughs> yeah well I, it was going to yeah, be before yeah. they changed it but it's like hey you know what we, we not everyone can hit like a 10 out of 10 every time so like you know one you, you gotta have a fallen angels you gotta have a trial <laughs> of magneto and like if those are the, if those are the two worst ones you've done then you're still doing all right not, not to mention the book is about scarlet witch and like the best writer in the world couldn't make sense of that book of that character i mean yeah the longer that series goes on that just becomes more and more apparent where it's like look it's not an x-men problem it's a marvel problem with scarlet witch and that is they cannot help themselves but tell the same goddamn story every time remember when she got rid of the mutants Yes, oh my god. I remember her children when she married Vision. Yeah, I know. I watched the TV show just recently. You, you, you remember you remember Avengers Mansion? You remember Yeah, I remember all these things. Can you not do anything new with her? Apparently not. No, no, no. Remember when she was Magneto's daughter? Yeah, I do remember that and then you guys changed it cuz you were in a pissing contest with Fox and you kind of still haven't changed it back? No, no fucking weird fucking weird though also hey here's magneto on the cover wearing his classic red suit and he also looks like he has broken manacles there so i guess he makes it out of the trial of magneto everybody well i mean in that first issue you could tell it wasn't him and but everyone's yeah. so obsessed with it being him you know yeah and we had to call it trial of magneto because because we wanted it to sell and if we called it hey scarlet witch again people probably wouldn't want to read but it see that would have sold though because that just started coming out just at the end of wandavision at the show yeah so and like that was super popular so i don't again it doesn't make any fucking sense to it, me it again it shows the weird ass relationship that marvel has with scarlet witch yeah goddamn that they won't even put her name in the book that is technically all about her yeah yeah but yeah so there's there's your x-men destiny of x everyone decide now what you want to add to your pull list and what you don't <laughs> well these these oh. are like all the new books coming out like there isn't a, i yes. mean i guess is that Sabretooth one still happening oh yeah the Sabretooth mini series that's not yeah. on there no it isn't but i don't think it's part of destiny of x because it was announced before yeah true true but yes that that one is still coming out and we'll probably get another inferno or another like oh here's a special extra book that we're throwing into the mix another giant sized x-men or something yeah another giant size also hey can wolverine and x-force be written by different people so i don't feel like i need to read both because if i read one yeah because if i read one i gotta read the other look i can't i can't just be reviewing x-men books i need to review <laughs> other things <laughs> I need to be allowed to review other things, please. I'm just one man. I'm tired. I, <laughs> no, I can't the X-Men. Maybe an Avengers book every now and then. <laughs> yeah, really. There's, there's two Spider-Man books now. I never <laughs> thought I'd review two Spider-Man books. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot better. Than, didn't they used to be like three or four of them? Yeah, point? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, web of amazing adjective list eric helping us out one more time i also love the promo art is equally cheesecake and beefcake you are absolutely yes. right you you've got shredded ass shirtless docking over there who has only got more vascular <laughs> time has gone on 
And then, of course, you got sexy Goblin Queen and sexy everyone else there. You know, Storm just got her hair did and, you know, is, you know, showing off to the whole that's, room. That's the thing with these X-Men. It's like the Krakoan era. It's the horny era. Yeah. God, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> so horny. The, the <laughs> island is so horny. Even it fucks. <laughs> And eats too, as we'll talk about when we uh, talk about what uh, we read this week. And in fact, we can start that right now. What did yeah. you read this week, Matt? Uh, well, did you want to talk about Inferno? Because I haven't read it yet. Because I actually well. forgot about it until last night. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You haven't read? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Just, just tell uh, me. Just, just spoil it for me. I don't, I don't mm. give a fuck about spoilers. Okay, okay then. So four massive game-changing oh, things happen in exciting. this issue. <laughs> Uh, remember before I said that uh, Cypher is more important now than he's ever been? Mm -hmm. So we actually travel all the way back to like the first issue of Hawks and Pox, where Xavier's like, hey, Cypher, you're one of the first people we're telling about the Krakoa experiment. You want to help us make a language and connect with the island? Mm -hmm. So there was a whole year we didn't see where Doug and Warlock just lived on the island and tried to get to know Krakoa. Okay. And also, here's the thing. Xavier didn't know that Warlock was there. Okay. Because yeah, I, again, I do remember what... there was something there where like only he could see him or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because what what does Moira fear? A future where, you know, mutant kind is wiped out by machine kind, because yeah. machine kind and mutant kind are the only ones who are survive in the future. This means that a techno-organic machine, a, a living sentient alien, you know, mutant life, warlocks a lot of fucking things, yeah. was was basically a secret founding father of Krakoa. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? It gets crazier from there. So, you know how they imply sometimes that Krakoa needs to eat? Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, they, they feed it every so often. That, you know, it can also survive off, like, psycho energy sometimes, which is why it's okay with people living there. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently if it doesn't eat, it goes dormant. Okay. And Cypher found this out when he was living on the island for a year that it needed to eat, but it didn't have enough psychic energy to maintain it. So it, what uh, Doug decided to do was to start feeding Krakoa pieces of Warlock because it wouldn't <laughs> hurt him. And he'd just grow it back anyway. So that means the entire, like, bottom part of Krakoa is filled with machine life. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, and shit. nobody knows that yet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, but it gets better. Because, you know, Doug and Warlock are like a symbiotic form and they work together and everything, Doug can access that machine life whenever he wants. And he can use it to listen to anyone on the island. Oh, so it's like his own personal, like, listening posts. <laughs> his own personal spy network and the yeah. whole thing is that when krakoa and warlock and all of them were hanging out they're like look do we trust xavier because he's like let us die in the past and he's kind of a dickhead oh, tell yes, you what we're gonna yes. put <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put this listening array in place here and it's just gonna be for us as like an ultimate safety net we're gonna listen <laughs> in on him and if he goes too far we'll have to drop a dime on him and tell everybody. So when Moira starts making herself known and says, I want fucking destiny killed. Yeah. Doug hears it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's that conversation they had in what the last issue where they went to see Moira. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, fuck. Yes. He, yes. he heard all of that and he's like, Oh no, I'm going to have to tell everyone. Holy shit. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this, this is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> 
Uh, then we hook back up with Destiny and uh, Mystique, who are taking a meeting with the White Queen. Obviously, Eric and Xavier tried to recruit the White Queen into their little cadre with Moira to keep control of the island from the shadows. And Emma turned them down, saying, this is bullshit, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. Not only am I not doing this, I'm also telling on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also telling on you to Destiny herself. Uh, they had no idea that Moira was alive, let alone a mutant, so Emma drops that bomb on them and then psychically shares the image from one of Moira's last lives where Mystique and Destiny burn her alive. Oh, Jesus. So they're like, oh, that's why she's mad at us, huh? Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Emma also hates Moira with a burning passion, and she has such a beautiful monologue that is so wonderfully succinct where she's like, her power scares me more than any other power in the world because it means that she can burn us all to the ground if she wants and just start over. Yeah. And that scares the shit out of me, a person who has no connection to anything because they can always just start over. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, when you put it that way, that is horrifying. <laughs> doesn't matter what you do to me. doesn't matter what happens around me. I'll just start over. <sighs> but here's the extra rub. Emma's not going to help Destiny and Mystique because she's like, I don't like you two either. You're both like chaotic criminals who might burn this place down anyway. I'm going to be Switzerland. I'm just going to be sitting back here, let you guys beat the shit out of each other, and then I will pick up the pieces because when that happens, I could very well be white queen of all of Krakoa. <laughs> I'd be the most, I, I'd be like fucking Littlefinger there. I'd have the money and the influence. I could take over everything if I wanted. Oh, yeah. And even though I'm arguably the best person in this, I'm still kind of power hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so well done. I'm like, yeah, you tell him, Emma. Yeah, you take over. <laughs> I, I want you to have this, Emma. You've been doing a better job running this place than most people. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's been at least uh, transparent in, like, what she wants and, and everything yeah. with people. Also, you've made the most of your second chance as like exactly. a former supervillain, yeah. former bad girl. You're actually trying to help now for the first time yeah, ever. Yeah, so you're the one who's basically letting the island flourish. Yeah, you you you're the one. You're one of the only handful of people that proves that the Krakoan experiment can work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we check back in with Magneto, and he's in, like, full-on moat mode at this point. He's like, no, the, the walls are closing in. We told Emma she's going to tell everyone, oh, my God, Charles, we're so fucked. We're so fucked. <laughs> and he's, like, really sad. He was like, I thought we were so close this time. You know, I thought we were finally going to do it. We were, we're going to, you know, complete our dream. But maybe it's good that we didn't because Krakoa has been built on a lie this whole time and yep. that's like deeply fucked i'm magneto and even i think it's deeply fucked up that we built this paradise on a lie yep and charles is like hey man snap out of it stop talking like that man <laughs> we're so close and it's gonna be different that's that's what no one understands yes we're corrupt as the humans yes we built this on a lie but all that matters is the end game we're gonna be different than the humans who hated and feared us uh, you know we're gonna show mercy man yeah, uh, not really no you're not <laughs> And it's like, and it's like, man, is he really so far gone, Xavier? Is he believing his own shit now? Does yeah. he actually think that, or is he just saying it? I reckon he believes it. He he's like tricked himself into believing it to after believe, all like, those years. Like the worst cult leaders, I believe my own hype now. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of what he is. 
that's not even the biggest thing. The big final bombshell on this is we check back on in with Orchis, and uh, Nimrod is sitting there talking with Omega Sentinel. They keep sending X-Hit teams to kill him, but it doesn't work, so they're feeling comfortable enough to start rebuilding Mother Mold, mm -hmm. which, of course, is a pretty big deal. And uh, Nimrod has, you know, grown so much more advanced and, you know, so much smarter than anyone thought he could after coming online. And he's like, ah, yes, I can see residual tachyons now for the first time. Hey, Omega Sentinel, when are you from? <laughs> Not where, when, when are you from? I, I know your secret, Omega Sentinel. Omega Sentinel. I had a feeling there was something fucky with her. Because she keeps coming back, right? And she's yeah. connected to everything. So as we find out this issue... Omega Sentinel is from the future, uh -huh. but not just any future. She is from a future where mutants are the dominant species on the planet, where they won the war with machines and killed the Dominion, the big, like, Lovecraftian tech gods that we saw all the way back in Hawks and Pox. Yeah, and they've basically, like, fucked up everything in yeah, doing they, so, yeah. Well, well, we don't know for sure. For The, the, the machines certainly feel that way, mm -hmm. that they've, like, destroyed everything. And there's like one Dominion left who was like a coward and didn't fight with the others. And it grabs Omega Sentinel and sends her consciousness back in time through a black hole to overwrite the her that she is now to give her all the information of the future. And also to found Orchis because oh, Omega man. Sentinel is the real power behind Orchis. Yeah. It was never Dr. Devo. Dr. Devo's a fucking kid that Omega Sentinel picked up one day and said, you're my human whisperer now, okay? They have to think <laughs> you're running it and have to believe in the you're racism. You're my mouthpiece, yeah. You're my mouthpiece, basically, because we machines are already more superior than you humans, but we need you to get to work for us. Oh, man, that's so cool. I know. So the machines have secretly been running Orchis this whole time. <laughs> Which means that also Moira and Omega Sentinel are, they didn't even know that they are in this like cosmic time travel chess game with each other. Yep. This also means that maybe Mystique can't kill Moira even though she really wants to because they're probably going to need her future sight yep. if they're going to beat Omega Sentinel and Nimrod. Yep. So, so what's the under over that uh, Omega Sentinel, she'll find out about the island and end up using all of that like techno organic oh, robot shit under it oh 100 yeah. that is a, that's where that it's headed biggest, yeah that's the biggest checkoffs gun i've ever seen that yeah. the island is actually half robot too or or somehow they end up the mutants end up like forget like just being like fuck it and using it themselves and and kind of going against everything xavier wanted with destroying the the robots and stuff and instead using them to help fight against orchis that's an option uh captain coon helping us out in the chat oh no man i'm freaking out charles the dream is collapsing magneto definitely coming down from his power high oh 100 like the party's been going on for yeah. too long now there's empty bottles everywhere oh man i should have been at no, work three days ago no no one like thinks of him as like uh, a leader anymore no one like like listens mm. to him he's like lost lily's power he's he, yep. he, he's like <laughs> i'm not gonna say that because that's actually <laughs> no no i'm not gonna say that <laughs> and, and and xavier just being the worst type of type of friend being there like no nah, man the party never has to stop man keep it going forever forever i don't want to drink alone man <laughs> I'm, I'm dragging you down with me <laughs> 
but yeah, it's it's fucking nuts there. And also too, there's this interesting subtext too that there was a year where Krakoa, Warlock, and Doug lived in peace, mm-hmm. a mutant, a robot, and this sentient yeah. island that's kind of both. And I'm like, oh, is this like the idea of the future they're showing us, where it's like, no, cohabitation is possible so long as you're not a power hungry dickhead. Yeah, the pr- and the problem being that Charles and Magneto and all that are power hungry dickheads, even if they say they aren't. <laughs> Yeah, we, we want to save the future, we want to save our kind, but we want to do it our way with us yeah. at the at the head of it, you know? Yeah, and we, we want to, like, it. yeah, do it through, like, uh, like backstabbing and, like, like, like we'll, we'll keep saying, like, we're, we're better than humans and, like, we, we don't resort to, like, stuff they do, but we'll always do stuff they do and... Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the ends justify the means. Yeah, yeah. And because this is really a story about nationalism, which I think flies over a lot of people's heads, where they're like, why are the mutants doing bad things now? They're not heroes anymore. Yeah, because they're politicians now, because yeah. they're building a nation, because every nation, probably the nation you live in right now, was built on horrible atrocities and, you know, treating people like shit because every nation is built on the bones of those who came before. And, and it's like, how do people not get that? Like, you had, like, Cyclops recently basically broadcast that it's like i hate being part of this nationalist like yeah orwellian landscape i'm gonna leave to be an mm. actual superhero for a change yeah we've we've lost our way we need to get back to basics everyone this isn't how you change hearts and minds yeah and again this idea too where it's like yeah because that's what's so sinister about nationalism it gets you to forgive mm-hmm. any sin committed by your nation because it's like yeah but it's my nation though so it must be for the right reasons right because i live here and my stuff is here yeah exactly exactly i I don't know how so many people are missing that fact there that's that's what makes me worry about media literacy amongst your average (laughs) comic reader when this message that could not be louder yeah yeah like the only way it could be even louder is if hickman literally came on the page and said this is about nationalism (laughs) yet explain what nationalism is even then people would be like "Eh, i don't buy it it doesn't sound realistic Mm. enough (laughs) no no i don't think so man but then again this is the x-men where it feels like people have been misreading the x-men forever oh yeah absolutely i mean come on in a world where people can watch squid game and be like no it's definitely pro-capitalism no it isn't yeah we're gonna make a youtube show about it and uh, make fun of it not realizing the 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 consequences of doing that (laughs) that is that is like a paul verhoeven level (laughs) Of know, like dystopian, right? oh my god, this motherfucker missed the point so hard. <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, so that's Inferno. Inferno is fucking nuts. Again, to think this late in the game, they can still totally rewrite the book. This, this is Hickman's like, okay, got one more issue left. Let's 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 just drop the mic, like got one like more. straight away, and just leave everyone wanting more. Eric continuing to help us out tonight. Thank you so much. Has Warlock ever encountered Nimrod before? That's an excellent question. Again, I we, am we, we could even easily get like some sort of like in that in that year. Like maybe he did. But maybe Nimrod is a part of him. Well, also here's the thing too, and this is why Hickman is smart. There have been Nimrods before this mm-hmm. Nimrod, mm-hmm. but this is very much a new version of him who was yep. made off like the brain scans of a dead human. Yep. So I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt, this warlock or this warlock never met this Nimrod. Yeah, he could have easily met the Nimrods before and maybe even after him, but they yeah. th- this particular one, no. He never met this particular one who's basically a new guy and is acting like, you know, Nimrods we've never seen before. Yeah, he's sentient, like, more for a better lack of a word. 
he, he's more human in the yeah. way because he's based on human brains. Yeah. Which which in a way makes him kind of like Ultron, doesn't it? <laughs> a little. He's a little Ultron-ish. Yeah. How, how does Ultron feel about this war between mutants and machines in the future? Yeah, uh, he's still like that weird amalgamation with Hank Pym, oh, yeah. I think, at the moment. So he's at war with himself is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's the story they need to do. That needs to be the next big event there, Mutants versus Machines, where you got guys like Vision and Machine Man and everyone being like, well, we'd like to help the mutants, but like, oh. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they kind of hate us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you guys smashing all your iPads in the street and everything and setting it, them on fire, and I'm be, basically half iPad. Like, like, I don't even think Vision would even want to help because he's like fucking married to a Scarlet Witch and they fucking hate her there. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, he'd be trying to get Scarlet Witch to be like, look, just just come to a machine rally. Look, just come yeah. and hang out just with come, my machine just come to friends. One, you know, it's just fine. You don't need to participate or anything. Just just watch. You know, it's <laughs> just, fine. Just, just just hang out with me and my machine friends. They got yeah. some. They got some interesting ideas. Yeah, yeah. That would will give you some pamphlets. You know. Uh, it's just her sitting next to like a bunch of machine villains there. And everything. Yeah, yeah. You got hit. You got Vision. You got uh, Aaron Stack, uh, Machine go. Man. Uh, machine smith yeah machine smith you got ultron all, all just hanging out yeah now that's a book there the league of super machines <laughs> <laughs> the machine vengeance we'll, we'll get that wolverine that's also kind of a robot yep yep everyone who is in iron man 2021 can hang out yep uh, remember when the original Nimrod was merged with Master Mold to become Bastion? Yeah, and Bastion is maybe still in Havoc's mind or maybe. not? Yeah, we're no, not really sure yet. They never answered that question, but then again, like he's died several times, so maybe he got like a fresh mind reboot. Maybe yeah, Bastion maybe it's isn't there anymore. Rebooted in his mind, yeah. Yeah, maybe he's not there anymore. Who knows? All right, what else did you want to talk about, Matt? Because we could just talk about X-Men forever in a day. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we have to do that show at one point where we just spend two hours talking about X-Men. I mean, look, there'll be a point when, like, the whole Hickman era, the Krakoa era comes to an end. We'll have to do, like, a whole look back at it. Yeah, exactly. We really, really will. But uh, what book would you like to talk about next? Uh, let's talk about Dark Knights of Steel, issue two. Yes, yes, another big Tom Taylor book where, oh boy threw down the gauntlet in the first issue and comes out swinging in this one yeah lots of shit happens uh we we absolutely get confirmation that the bruce wayne in this world is half kryptonian mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. since he uses heat vision when jor-el gets shot in the fucking face he might not be faster than a speeding bullet but he's definitely faster than a speeding arrow and yep. can grab it out of midair with his hand which is pretty fucking boss yeah, the, the arrow that was shot by oliver queen which was powered by the green man which is this world's version of the green lantern yes but maybe not hell jordan because they make yeah. a big point of never showing the green man's well, face well i think it might be like the uh the specter hell jordan yeah I, or I've like a parallax version too. In yeah. which case, that's super cool. And like, yeah, well, that's why you don't show the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Bruce catches up to him, cuts off uh, Olive's arm, which is a nice re reference <laughs> to obviously uh, um, Red Arrow getting his arm cut off. Uh, that and also, let's face it, Dark Knight Returns, where he doesn't yeah. have an arm. Yes, Apparently, yes. it's it's not a DC Elseworlds unless Green Arrow is <laughs> missing loses, an arm. Loses the thing that he uses to shoot his bow. Yeah, <laughs> he's got got goddamn Luke Skywalker luck, doesn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets captured and because but he won't talk. Um, so and the rest of the issue is just sort of 
uh, the House of L sort of trying to figure out what to do because they all think it's it's uh, Jefferson Pierce and his people. Mm. It is, and uh, General Waller is trying to convince him we got to go to war. We got to go to war with them. And uh, Prince L, Prince uh, Clark, or whatever you want to call call him, yeah. Prince Cal, um, doesn't want to go to war just yet until they figure out if it was him. He wants to be a hundred percent sure. Uh, obviously, for sure. obviously it was jefferson pierce who did it because he's going off of constantine's uh vision vision about something happening to the house of l like them turning into tyrants or something or something yes so something about demons they keep mentioning a prophecy mm-hmm. about like gods and demons but it's pretty vague they don't come out yeah. and explain it and it, even constantine like is doubt, doubting his own uh vision where it's like should we really have done that that's you know you just pissed off a bunch of super powered beings is that, is that really i, that I liked smart? the elves i thought they were okay yeah there, there was nothing about them that really wasn't and jefferson is sure to make make it known that like any magical person in their realm just like mysteriously disappears and i like that john john uh, like blames that on batman it's like well this batman he's a fucking weirdo wears a fucking bat themed armor you know they, they, they say he's got his own personal hang-up which leads me to believe Ooh, how did the waynes die in this world then if batman has some like hatred of magic did a mm-hmm. magic person kill them mm, maybe maybe in joker is magic in this world magical maybe joe so, chill yeah. or something <laughs> with a magic bullet yeah. <laughs> in a magic alley yeah i love we see uh castle l's prison and it's just filled with cameos it's arkham we got asylum king... it is we got king shark blue devil we got the airy who yeah. looks exactly like the yeah, airy yeah, just the they wear medieval robes anyway yeah yeah detective chimp all these characters who have just been arrested just for being different by by like what harley says mm. they, they haven't been tried for any crime they haven't committed any crime it's just yeah. because they were maybe maybe magical we know they're metahumans but the people in this realm think it to be magic because it's the dark ages obviously they wouldn't know the difference and because we know magic is one of the few things that can hurt a kryptonian yes Yes. they probably have an extra boner for that it's it's fun in this issue too because we see a total reversal of fortunes where batman is trying to be the cool-headed one and stopping a war from breaking Mm -hmm. out where like clark is a little angrier yes. and upset and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna make him talk i'm gonna make the green guy talk <laughs> and you can kind of understand where that anger is coming from his father just died was just murdered and they have the man who murdered it so he is angry but i do like at the end where he like they could have easily made it so like okay he's young he's impulsive he's gonna kill green arrow but he doesn't no, they turn it on its head in a very interesting way yeah. where Green Arrow is like, you know, oh, your dad wasn't as good as you thought he was. You didn't know what he was up to. He's a monster. You're all monsters. And Clark's like, well, shit, I can't kill you now yeah. or I'll only prove your point. You're, you're filthy, filthy alien scum. They they know they're mm. aliens. They know they're aliens. Yeah. They know. They really do. And hey, uh, also, as we find out in this issue, uh, the Superman family's a little bigger than we thought. Yeah. We got bastard son Bruce uh prince clark but also sister zala who yeah. is hanging out with the amazon yeah she's off training with the amazons and zala is obviously meant to be kara um, of course but yeah she's uh his sister in this but i think it's meant it's not like uh biological sister i think it's just she came to earth her parents are dead they took her in she became kind of like bruce is like his brother quote unquote yeah they did they didn't say that one way or another. I just jumped to the conclusion yeah. where it's like, oh, well, you know, if uh, Jor-El and Lara lived, yeah, they probably would have tried to have another kid <laughs> at some point. 
yeah so she's uh living with the amazon she's uh in a relationship with wonder woman who we meet this nice. issue uh we, we meet lois lane this issue who's brilliant part of her character in this she's like a messenger spy she delivers who, who the news delivers the news she's like an investigative spy journalist person in, in a day before paper she still yeah. found a way to deliver the news yeah it's fantastic fantastic very nice touch there and uh yeah the idea is is that if the houses of l and the houses of storm go to war then you know it will end up you know bringing all the other kingdoms into the battle and uh <laughs> the amazons are seemingly one of them and wonder woman also is implied to know more about the prophecy than others because maybe she's immortal in this world still or maybe not we don't know and not only that it's see- it's sought to imply that at least her and lois and like hippolyta have been working to prevent this prophecy from coming mm. true but in no but more. in like having zala there they've made it made they've ensured that it comes true because zala hears this news that Jorel dies and she rushes off in a fit of rage to the kingdom of storms and takes jefferson's son uh jacob and kills him as sort of like yeah. an act of revenge yeah very very game of thrones circle of violence right when does it stop yeah yeah it's so funny too because when they introduce that character i'm like oh hey uh what is it uh black lightning has a son in this world cool you know he's got daughters thunder and lightning oh and his son can do rain man in a medieval agricultural society i bet he's everyone's favorite because he can make their fucking crops grow we we should have known he was die because he's like technically like a new character is introduced in a tom taylor book (laughs) Yeah, oh, he ain't making it. This guy ain't making it all. There. He might as well have just worn a red shirt, you know? Hey, maybe he lives. Maybe they just brand the broke in his ass. Maybe he just falls to the ground really hard and breaks his spine. <laughs> maybe that's the moment they're going for. But uh, yeah, Dark Knights of Steel, so cool. It is. It continues to be just just so cool. It's just like the reimagining of all these characters is just mm-hmm. so refreshing. I feel like most writers would have just rested on their laurels and been like, yeah, it's a Justice League story, but in medieval yeah, times. It's Here it's Superman, like- but he's got armor that has like the big S on and Batman's got the symbol of the bat on and they fight mm. with the swords and yeah. But here it's like, how much other new stuff and new angles can we find to it all? Yeah, and I like that the characters as well, they're like, they're like different versions of the characters, but they still have those core characteristics Definitely. of them like, you, they do all this different stuff with like cal and bruce and all that but it's still bruce wayne and clark kent yeah absolutely <laughs> even even harley's great here too yeah. being kind of like the council which a lot of people don't realize that but old-timey jesters that was their job they made people laugh but also they were the only ones who were legally allowed to insult royalty without getting killed and oftentimes they were sought for counsel because they yeah. were like former and, monks and learned and, people and, and, and again yeah it fits so well with her story as like a former psychologist and everything yeah so yeah of course like you go to someone uh who's kind of wise in that in that regards to like what to do next and that sort of stuff i do wonder if we're going to see medieval joker and what his deal is i have a feeling we will yeah because i mean why wouldn't you who doesn't want to see an old time he'll be like a mad king or something or something yeah i like that he of of the kingdom of arkham yeah yeah or yeah well that's too good that's too good the the mad king of arkham yeah and it's like a like a swampy shithole or something where everything's green with purple gas Uh, joseph kerr (laughs) 
yeah, the shitty king there, and yeah, and like his his general is Bane and everything, and yeah. you know they've got the crocodile man and everything. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the crocodile man who lives in the swamp or something. Yeah, bring my royal physician, Hugo Strange. <laughs> Fairly, I do say, the earth remove around the sun and not t'other way round. <laughs> I'm very smart. Uh, that's good shit. Uh, what else was this week? Ba dum ba dum ba dum. Ooh, uh, one of the big books this week was, of course, Devil's Reign number one. Yeah, holy shit. Oh my god, man, Zdarsky is another one of those writers who just makes it look easy. I know, I know. It's like he just said, "Hey, you know how the relationship and never-ending rivalry between Kingpin and Daredevil is one of the greatest, most interesting, most Shakespearean things in all of comics literature." What if we made that the backbone of an event? And what if everyone else got pulled into it one yeah. time? Yeah. What What if What if Wilson Fisk uh, showed how much of a petty shithead he is Very. that it begins to pull in uh, Avengers tier characters into this? Uh, mm. What really is just kind of a slap fight between two costumed Very. individuals? <laughs> Very. He's such an asshole. His asshole gapes so wide it threatens to absorb the entire Marvel universe. <laughs> That's that's basically what it is. Kingpin's like, yo, I found my old files. I used to know your identity, and now I don't. Yeah. And now I'm so mad, I'm going to burn the whole world down. Something's fucky. I know you fucked with my mind. I'm going to find out why. But I hate heroes so much, I'm going to enact the Power Act. <laughs> which, which I love the idea. He's like, I could have done this whenever I wanted. Because I'm mayor, and that's just what I can do. And I love they mention champions. They're like, oh, yeah, the, uh, what is it? The, the yep. Young Heroes Act there, there's precedent for it. I could have done this whenever I wanted, but I didn't. But now you pissed me off, and yep. now I'm going to play, like, a card that's been up my sleeve this whole yeah, time. Yeah, I'm going to break the glass on the emergency, uh, like, shit-flinging shit flinging weapon, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And even people like Typhoid Mayor are like, this can never work, right? Yeah. I mean, this is th this is just like, you know, the Superhuman Registration Act on a smaller scale, and yeah. the heroes beat that. I, I love the lampshade hanging, and Fisk is like, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter yeah. if they beat it or not. I'm mad now, though. Yeah, I'm going to cause so much chaos that it's not going to fucking matter. And I like that as well when, when we see Tony tony stark for the first time in the issue he's like yeah look we've been through this before we've been through this twice technically, technically like, this, yeah. this never ends well and this is just like the the desperate play of of, of a shitty gangster mayor <laughs> yeah, gangster mayor during an election year yeah. i love they stress that where it's like this is an election year this, this is i need to get tough on something so i'm getting tough on heroes and uh fist goes all out on this he's like i'm creating a brand new militarized branch of the nypd who is already fighting with the superhero community because they back daredevil's escape from jail uh yeah i'm calling them the thunderbolts division because fascists all over the world love lightning bolt iconography yeah and we're gonna have all these soldiers just round up people and then when uh heroes get out of control or like the cops or our soldiers can't deal with them we'll send in the actual thunderbolts team which is u.s agents and uh yep. who else was, was rhino a part of it rhino rhino and, agony Shocker. and uh, lady electra yeah electro that's right electro yeah which i love that uh, fisk was shit talking symbiotes before and being like it's the hero's fault spider-man brought the symbiotes to earth and thor brought the ice giants i love he talks shit about symbiotes then hires a symbiote yeah for his yeah team. oh yeah absolutely of course 
just to show his hypocrisy. And they go after Moon Knight first, and Moon Knight's like, I can beat these guys up all day. <laughs> he's done it before. He's pushed in, their shit. He's pushed in the, mo- the Thunderbolt shit before, so he'll do it again. <laughs> it's almost a tradition at this point. And again, you know, I, I really hope we see the average people of New York being like, huh, so he deputized a lot of supervillains as his stormtroopers, huh? Don't know if I like that. One of my favorite parts about this is that uh, like, we had that US agent series, and he was in the United States Captain America, and john walker learned nothing learned nothing at all which is perfectly in character oh absolutely it's perfect characterization of him johnny don't learn nothing (laughs) i i found a fascist boot to lick and i got right down there and right into it wilson gave me my own brown shirt aren't you happy for me superhero community no john we're not i didn't have to bring my own this time (laughs) yeah really take back the night avengers will not replace us avengers will not replace us okay john okay ah <laughs> uh, you're the goddamn uncle that ruins thanksgiving every year uh luke cage gets a great moment in this he gets a moment so good it almost makes up for them canceling that hochi anderson series yeah, it's pretty fucking good yeah, Electro is, uh, or no, sorry, Shocker is trying to capture Darkhawk, and he's doing more damage than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Luke and Jess get involved there and kick his ass, and he says, "Look, you can be a piece of trash with a badge, but it still makes you a piece of trash." <laughs> and that ends up going viral there, and people are like, "Yeah, we love you, Luke Cage," and he gets probably the best uh, quote of the issue where he says you know cities like new york only work when we're allowed to help each other and get in there you know call it vigilantism call it whatever you want but you know i know what i'm gonna keep doing yeah and that also makes me think that it ties into tony stark's story which we learn that tony uh is tony stark's gonna be getting involved but not be fighting them as iron man he's gonna run for mayor against fisk but i don't think he's gonna be running for mayor i think luke is gonna be running for mayor it hit me as soon as I was done and posted the video. I'm like, no, because Luke is going to be a viral sensation now. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to love him. He has the better story. And eventually Tony will have to figure out like, oh, yeah, maybe like another rich megalomaniac shouldn't be running New York. It, maybe it should be you, Luke. <laughs> it also kind of fits into that whole thing was like, ah, Luke was Kingpin at one point. Yeah. And now he's taking Kingpin's role again, but as mayor this time. That would be pretty cool. I would like that a lot. He's always getting one over on Wilson. <laughs> Why doesn't Wilson also, hate Luke more than he hates Daredevil? <laughs> I know, right? And also, hey, that if that happens, that could lead to an excellent spin-off series, exactly. Luke Cage, Mayor of New York. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm a crime-fighting mayor who's also bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> Try and assassinate this motherfucker, I dare you. <laughs> But yeah, this is this is solid. This is really solid. There's so much to love about this. And also, pretty easy to pick up, even if you haven't been reading the Chip Zdarsky run. You really should, yep. but you don't have to. No, yeah, no. It was definitely really damn cool. And as well as, uh, this is my first um, exposure properly to Miles' new costume. The minute yes. I saw him, I thought it was Kane. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's not it's I'm like, not is that good. Kane? It's like, no, it's fucking Miles. What the fuck? That's a terrible costume it's it's not great i don't know if you saw it but someone took the costume uh from across the spider-verse when he like jumps universes and did it in like a new comic style it looks so much better yeah yeah oh my god i wish i could find it it looks so good because it's just all black the red graffiti thing with the circle and he's got red accents down the side of the arms and the legs and i'm like oh that's so cool 
and it also does the whole like streetwear tracksuit thing that they're mm-hmm. trying to do with the new costume, yeah. but it does it better. Yeah, again, that new costume, like, what were they thinking? Like, because it looks, it looks like Kane's costume. Very much so. Too close to Kane. I, yeah. I really hope that when Across the Spider-Verse comes out, I hope they either put Miles back in his old suit or say, fuck it, the movie costume is his comic costume. Yeah, now. they'll probably put him back in his, his old costume. They did it to Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. I get what they're going for. I understand they're trying to do a more, like, Brooklyn street-level <laughs> streetwear kind of thing that, you know, that's, that's what Miles would wear and what he would create. And, yeah, I get it. It doesn't look as good as his old one, though. No, it's got too much red on it. It's got too much going on. I don't like that it covers his mouth. Yeah. I don't like that at all. That's weird. That's very, that's that's like too anime for me. Yeah. Like, you gotta cover the mouth. Yeah. He looks like a Naruto character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else was this week? Uh, oh, we had Batman this week. Yeah, Joshua Williamson's new issue. His big big debut. They didn't they didn't waste any time getting in on this one. <laughs> they uh, they didn't waste any time getting him in and getting him to just basically clean house. <laughs> they man, they do more Fallout clean out in this than they did in Fear State Omega. Oh, absolutely. I knew I I knew it was going to happen. I knew like reading that Omega, I'm like Titan's just leaving every, all his shit for the other writers yeah. to clean up. It it also felt like Williamson was like going through a checklist of stuff fans wanted to see. Hey, Batman doesn't fight traditional crime anymore. Okay, he's gonna fight traditional crime here for a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna go through the city that's celebrating uh Tynan leaving the book and Man, yeah. <laughs> Man, that almost felt like a little shade, didn't it? Like, oh we're celebrating, we're so happy, fear states over, things are finally gonna get back on track. We're so happy. Yeah, and he gets to, he fights uh his classic rogues gallery. Like classic rogues gallery because they're all like uh, mercenaries dressed up like the Joker and Mister Freeze and all that. Costume party. Yeah, they're they're robbing a costume party with a Firefly. Yeah, it's a it's a billionaires club party which Bruce wasn't invited to because he's not a billionaire anymore. So we're at least keeping that part of it. My other favorite thing is after he beats them all up as Killer Croc, which is no doubt a reference to Almost Got Him, the mm-hmm. Batman the animated series episode. A little girl dressed as Punchline wants his autograph, and I felt like that was like Williamson giving a little thumbs up to Tyne and being like, "Look, this is a character that will maintain as a costume, <laughs> if nothing else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's like the only only one of like williamson's stuff that kind of stays around because like he's quick to get rid of ghostmaker ghostmaker died oh, on his yes. way back to his, his home world. yeah <laughs> and he took clown hunter yep. with him yep yep but hey at least they got mentions they got mentions the justice league got mentions uh detective comics got mentions mm-hmm. to joshua williams credit the dude is a collaborative dude yeah now there was one thing in there that actually i didn't recognize and that was like in that page with the justice league where they're talking about batman being mm. busy there's like a batman who has like a domino mask on and like who the fuck is that if i had to guess and i didn't know the answer to this either i'm gonna guess maybe that was night wings when he lost his memory for a bit oh yeah yeah because like i was like wait who because it kind of kind of sort of looks a little bit like a young alfred oh yeah like because it has like a i think he had like a like a mustache or like a stubble yeah, or something yeah. and it, it made me thought of that like one piece of art that jorge Jimenez did for tynan's run that had that one guy yeah, that guy that, 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 that apparently was was jace fox but it looked nothing like jace fox it, 
because clearly they changed the art between 5G yeah. and Future State and, and, and everything. And, and that and guy looks like around. a younger Alfred because he had like the pencil mustache and everything. Yeah, that like, was... Where the I'm fuck guess... was this? It wasn't in any books I read. Maybe that's a Nightwing's holdover. Maybe it's something that happened in Urban Legends that we didn't read. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was an urban legend. Maybe, maybe this is Williamson being cheeky and being like, "You'll know what this means in Infinite Frontier or something later yeah. when I write it." Yeah, possibly. Because again, this dude's basically shouldering the whole company at this point, so <laughs> yeah. he can he can put references in for future stuff. Why not? <laughs> uh, the best part of this issue is Batman really coming to this realization that there is nothing keeping him in Gotham anymore. Because Oracle asks him a question that ends up being much more cutting than she thought and then it's like what what do you normally do to celebrate one of these big events being over and he's like well i'd hang out with alfred i'd hang out with my son damien i'd hang out with superman and I, okay i can't do any of those things anymore because they're all gone and out of my life yeah. now for one reason or another and i'm like oh that fucking stings yeah there isn't really anything yeah keeping him in gotham nothing's around for him to hang. i mean he could cut maybe that i barbara posits like hey come hang out with dick and me and all that but yeah, yeah nothing yeah, my, really my there my children have grown up they don't need me anymore my friends are either dead or have moved on it's a, it's a very real moment he like taps into there about getting older you know you go to more funerals than weddings yeah and and there's also the the whole thing where it's like the city doesn't particularly need him now like, there's like 12 bat people yeah and no not only that but like like you think about like fear state and all he really did was like hit scarecrow a couple of times it was really like yeah. the insanity collective who stopped the bomb and and yeah. uh nightwing and and the bat girls and all that took and down Ivy took and down Harley, yeah. uh magistrate and poison Ivy. so he didn't really do much no, so it kind of is like, yeah, I, I, I've taught them well. Maybe the city doesn't need me anymore. Maybe I can move on. And luckily for him, he gets a great international murder mystery to follow <laughs> to get him out of his funk and to get him out of the city. Yeah, because as we find out, uh, Batman Inc. apparently murdered someone over in uh, Badizia. Badizia, yeah. So he needs to get there and check it out and everything. And oh, uh, turns out I know the cop working the case. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he he knows the cop he, he turns up at the the crime scene in his new costume which is the really cool which one that's great. on the cover which is the old uh, batman yellow. costume uh yellow on the bat yes, yes please About pump time. into my fucking veins please <laughs> uh yeah he turns up and he trying to he he just he deduces from the crime scene that yeah they did kill this guy whose name is abyss it's the new villain of the series which i thought was quite interesting that we start with the villain's death Yes, we, we made so much fun of Abyss a couple episodes back, and we're like, oh, God, you know, why is everyone trying to be the new Deathstroke, the new Ghostmaker? Why does no one ever just want to be, like, the next Riddler? And yet, here comes Joshua Williamson completely subverting our expectations <laughs> and being like, no, 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 his death is what kicks this off, actually. Yeah, and apparently uh, Justice, uh, he was, like, terrorizing Badizia and everything mm. and kidnapping people, killing people, and uh, Batman Inc. came in and just fucking straight up murdered him. They, they murked his ass there, which seems out of character, but as Batman says, he kind of lost contact with a lot of the people in Batman Inc. Because when he lost his billions of dollars, he couldn't fund international yep. superheroes anymore. Yeah, and it's here we're introduced to the new benefactor of Batman Inc. Mm -hmm. And that benefactor is Lex Luthor. 
Lex motherfucking Luther, which I love that too, because it's like, yeah, Superman's not on Earth anymore. I, I'm also bored and have nothing holding me to Metropolis, so I thought I'd come do this. <laughs> We're both two wayward rich men with nothing well, else well, to do. Well, not only that, but that's it's like such a fucking dick move, Lex. He'll come back and be like, okay, what what's happening? Oh, Bruce Wayne lost all his his money. That means. He, uh, that means batman inc is not being funded by him i'm gonna pick it up and look like the big hero where bruce wayne failed <laughs> time to buy up some assets yeah yeah which again i mean i think people have been pitching that story forever it's like hey wouldn't it be cool if luthor and batman fought more as like rich dickheads because yeah. they could yeah pretty strong start yeah I, i'm very much looking forward to it what's going most, on the the only definitely. thing that really made me sort of like sit back in my chair and kind of let out a big audible sigh was that <laughs> i think a couple of days ago uh tynan announced there's a big event happening in the batman because batman robin and deathstroke are all connecting to make some shadow war event oh oh yeah that was williams yeah well yeah he was talking about that in like the end of the first deathstroke ink issue he's like oh yeah, yeah this and robin and batman are gonna cross over yeah. like of course i, I saw like all the covers for it and i'm like oh just just write a fucking single story for each book stop crossing them over i know i know but hey williamson hasn't stirred us wrong yet maybe no. he actually has a reason to i know every other time they've crossed over batman and deathstroke it's been super underwhelming like yeah. every writer wants to do it but i can't think of a really good one that they've done yeah it's it never really ends really well no, but they're like, oh, but Batman's so fucking cool, and Deathstroke's so fucking cool. What if they fought? Right, you know, they're both rich guys with butlers. And yeah, I know, but there's like very little there. <laughs> and you know, like Batman's really good with his sidekicks and his children, and all of Deathstroke's kids hate him. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's 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 still not really yeah. anything though. No, no. <laughs> Remember that time Robin thought he might have been Deathstroke's son? Yeah, that was a dumb story that went nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but what okay i'll leave now <laughs> now if it's the deathstroke family versus the bat family that'd be kind of interesting i think it'd be pretty cool if like uh I i'm sure it's probably going to be involved with like because uh, they're doing stuff with like Rachel ghoul and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff aren't they yeah i'm sure it'll be something like i don't know like maybe like deathstroke sees that batman has left gotham and decides to move his family in to, to like <laughs> take over from the bat family or something that'd be pretty that'd cool Again, there's places they could go that I, I trust Williamson to have ideas. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really liking that Robin book. And mm -hmm. I kind of dropped off on the Deathstroke book. Not because there was anything wrong with it, just because I needed some space and it wasn't, like, blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. it's, the, Deathstroke seems to be the book where he just fucks around and has fun. Yeah. Like, literally, the last issue was just double-page spreads. Oh, nice. A whole book of double-page spreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I had one more. What about you? Uh, I had a couple more. Okay. Uh, where'd it go? I had uh, Son of Kal-El annual. Was dying to read this. Didn't get around to it, unfortunately, like all the other annuals. <laughs> I did breeze through it, though, and it looked super cool. It is, yeah. Uh, so Lex Luthor comes back to town. Uh, yeah. Uh, what we learned, we, first, we actually get to see like a, uh, a pass fight between Clark, Superman, and and lex where he's put in jail in a really cool way where like lex kind of incriminates himself because like batman's <laughs> listening on in on their fight and like uh martian manhunter took uh metallo's place because uh, like lex was using metallo to like uh weaken superman with the kryptonite right. but but it's actually manhunter and they like sort of laid a trap for the villain oh cool and they they send him to jail and and uh he 
he wants to like play like a chess game with superman in jail but like superman doesn't want to play his games and mm. that really upsets uh luther because he's not getting what he wants and everything and so it's like i'm not gonna play your games because if i do play your games like you could easily like beat me because like yeah you're like a genius but and i'm not you know i'm not at your level but like i can beat you in other ways and i that way is by not playing your game Mm. um so yeah in, in the present john is trying to search like the universes for his father by like using his like x-ray vision and stuff to look out but he can't, oh, smart. doesn't know where his father's gone or anything uh and it's here they find that lex has come back because he's he's built the biggest tallest building in metropolis and he's putting his big lex corp sign on it <laughs> and in such a petty shit heel move he's done it so that the the sign shadow is always cast over the daily planet <laughs> <laughs> what a dick <laughs> yeah yeah um suddenly it then just blows up and and uh john is quick to tell his mother that he isn't behind this even though it looks like he was going to do that but he's not behind it we find out that it's actually a couple of lex's own robots because as we find out lex mm. spent no time he came back and he immediately sent his competitors these like boxes that had like apparently nanites in it that if they don't send him 1.7 billion dollars each they'll enter enter their blood system and cause them to have a stroke but oh, the thing is but, but the thing is that he, he 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 like fucks with them because it's like are there nanites in the box or are there not nanites in the box it's Schro schrodinger's deadly Jesus nanite box. and it's like so so you have no choice but to send me this money um, oh, so uh, Superman goes to the the building to save uh, the 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 sign from falling on some people, and he ends up getting uh, into a team up with Lex, who was fighting his own robots. Because as we find out, that some of the processes in the robots were made by these his competitors, and they like hacked them to like turn the Damn robots, robots on him. Um, so that they end up teaming up, and Superman makes it clear that this is not a team up. You know, <laughs> I'm just helping just helping kill these robots to stop people from getting hurt and um after the battle uh lex wants to continue the chess game that uh clark and him were playing uh, oh, cool. uh with uh with uh john and john's like john mistakes it because he's like it's like lex was saying it's like i was playing a game with your father and john mistakes that for him thinking that this is all a game to him right he's like right. yelling at him and he's like no actually we we're just playing chess this isn't a game this is like <laughs> business and stuff like that uh, so they end up playing the game uh on the roof of the building and uh they, they make a bet where it's if if john wins uh he gets to take down the lex corp sign and oh, if and if nice. um uh, but lex doesn't want to make a bet because he's so cocksure he's going to win because he learns that oh, jo yeah. john doesn't know how to play chess or anything so he's like oh <laughs> I, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking win you know i'm gonna fucking win <laughs> you're damn millennial not <laughs> chess. the thing is uh john ends up winning because he had because uh, he he left to like go clean up all the mess that was on the ground so he had seven minutes to learn everything he could about chess at the <laughs> library and learned everything about, he like read all of like uh luther's uh games because of course luther being an egotistical maniac um made it public all his wins and everything and how he beat oh, so he yeah. like so like john studied it all at super speed and was playing the game of chess with him at super speed and he ends up winning and it's great because he still doesn't understand how chess works so he's like i won because my horsey is there <laughs> That's good. and lex is you know completely enraged because it's like how did you win and superman's like well 
because you underestimated me. You, you thought I was just <laughs> a kid. You, you, you thought I wasn't my father. And oh, like he, he ends up taking... <laughs> ends up taking down the sign but john returns with the uh the lexcorp l and, and it's like here you can take the l <laughs> oh nice <laughs> um and yeah the the issue ends with uh uh um lex actually end up getting all that money from those people uh and he's realizing that this new superman is kind of on par with the old superman and it's like okay we need to kind of do something about this because uh, there's this whole through line uh, throughout this issue and through taylor's run of like john wanting to do more for the earth yeah yeah and there's this great part in the issue where he talks because uh clark left him a uh a sunstone crystal that has mm-hmm. a construct of clark on it kind of like jor-el oh um, cool uh, where he, he'll have someone to talk to and sort of vent his frustrations to someone who would know what those frustrations are right and um yeah one of them is like people need to do more on the earth like there's like rich and powerful people but they're not doing anything and the one thing he that john says to uh luther is that uh people like you don't want to do anything because you're not going to be around to see the the outcome of it but people like luther will be around because they'll put their mind in like a robot or a clone yeah. or something so he, shoot themselves he, into space he kind of goads lex into actually trying to make the world a better place by saying it's like you could oh, fun. you could do it and you could have the power of you, you could have control over billions of people and that's what you want because you want the, that control over people like superman and justice <laughs> league and everything so he kind of tricks luther into like actually doing doing some good but the problem is that Luther does it in his own way, and that is by contacting Henry Bendix. Ah, there you go. Hey, Bendix, you're the new me, apparently. Yeah, you're, you're bald. You're, you... Yeah, and evil. <laughs> yeah. Let's collab. Yeah, so they're collaborating on something called The Rising. Mm, that sounds like an event. Yes, and that's going to be continuing, I guess, in Superman, Son of Kal-El book somewhere. That sounds really good. That sounds like an annual I would very much enjoy. It was, it was basically just another issue of it's a it's a must read because yeah, it, it's absolutely. like continues that story. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that that's a story I was chomping at the bit for. Where it's like, yeah, but what happens when John as Superman runs into Luthor? Yeah, and it, I love that it was so different to like like I, I I just love that that the fact that John was able to trick Luthor into actually trying to do some good. Damn it, young people, you got me with your activism. <laughs> my kryptonite <laughs> oh and they they talk about how he got out of all the shit that went down in uh snyder's run oh do they really yeah that's good yeah they, they say that he got he got a plea deal uh for like all that shit because he convinced the jury and like the judge and stuff that uh gorilla grod was controlling his mind and, <laughs> made, and made him like do all that evil shit with the legion of doom and whatnot <laughs> gorilla grod you motherfucker <laughs> on me hope that comes back i hope what is it luther is just getting his paper one day and there's a big psychic gorilla hey motherfucker yeah. surprise yeah yeah it comes back and tries to get revenge on him and superman has to save lex again <laughs> that would be fun that would be very fun yeah uh the last book i read this week and i'll probably be pretty brief talking about this i read amazing spider-man 80 point beyond the big aunt may doc ock team up vehicle okay it's fucking weird it's a really fucking weird issue does it reference uh doc's uh appearance in uh devil's reign no it does not i oh, think okay. it takes place before 
but that's also one of my problems I had with it is that they almost feel like two very different versions yeah. of Doc Ock. Because he has like a big plan in that because that's where he's going to get yeah. like all like the other versions of himself and whatnot. Yes, his superior four and all that. Uh, so yeah, Aunt May goes to recruit Doc Ock, who, you know, she says, you know, is, is an old boyfriend and a super scientist. Surely he'll be able to help Peter. And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then the problem is like, okay, well, how much does Doc Ock remember from his time as Superior Spider-Man? I know he put his mind in the living brain, so I guess he only remembers Aunt May as a woman he tried to date in the 60s and not as like an actual aunt who loved him when he was Peter. Okay. But the issue is just so weird in how they play the relationship because it's like, like he keeps hitting on her, right? Like the whole (laughs) issue is just Doc Ock hitting on Aunt May. (laughs) But the book can't seem to make up its mind where it's like, is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be creepy? creepy is this yeah. supposed Yeah, is this supposed to be quirky murder she wrote? They try and have their cake and eat it too, and I don't think it really works. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it was a bit of a letdown. Uh, they, you know, uh, track down where the UFOs were staying because, you know, Doc Ock creates like a special fucking Rick and Morty device that lets him read radiation signals. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently the cops didn't pick up the UFOs after Ben Riley beat them up. They were picked up by someone called uh, Infinite, uh, Infinite Solutions, a group that supposedly rehabs supervillains. I was wondering what would happen because that like that issue where like Ben went after them, like it ended with like the yes. implication that Ben like 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 beat the shit out of him and maybe even killed yeah. them. Maybe even killed them. Yeah. Apparently they got picked up by a completely different organization. So Aunt May okay. and Doc Ock have to infiltrate this building, but Aunt May is like really on Doc Ock being like, I would do anything to save my nephew. I'd, you know, move heaven and earth and make a devil's deal. But you know, I know what kind of man you are, Otto. And if you, you know, kill anyone or hurt anyone, our deal is off. Even though I'm coming into this with no end of the bargain myself, you're actually yeah. doing me a favor. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess my part of the thing is I don't slap you when you hit on me. <laughs> But yeah, so they go into this building and they think it's going to be like a supervillain prison, but it's actually like a supervillain club med. It's like a really like okay. white collar prison. Okay. Like whoever arrested the UFOs just wanted them to stay there and have no reason to escape. Kind of like what uh, Beyond would want. Yeah, how about that, right? Again, it's almost like it's the easiest twist in the world to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Doc Ock's like, we'll split up. I'll I'll go deal with uh, X-Ray and you go deal with Vapor. We need their genetic samples if we're ever going to help the doctors heal Peter. Because apparently the doctors have no idea how to deal with someone who was hurt by a super accident, even though this yeah. is the Marvel Universe. Yeah, they the, it's, very, they would. it's very like vague on what actually Peter has. Because I, I assume like, he got radiation poisoning and has like yeah. cancer or something but he's in a coma but also he absorbed fumes and a beating and yeah they're they're keeping it very vague on purpose so like uh otto gets into a big fight with x-ray and x-ray is talking mad shit to him saying that he's old and he can't hack it as a super villain anymore (laughs) and that that new spider-man beat him way harder and he's the true superior individual and ox like that you said the word i hate Which is weird in and of itself, because it's like, why is Doc Ock in his new body still comparing himself to his time as Superior Spider-Man? Why why does that bother him so much? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't he be past that? So he beats the shit out of him. 
May actually manages to get Vapor to give up her genetic sample just by being a cool, tough lady that Vapor, you know, respects. Made a jizz in a cup, yep. Yeah, it the also genetic helps sample. That... Yep. There you go. Come on, give it, give it. <laughs> it, uh, it also helps that Vapor has no idea that Peter is her nephew and that Peter is one of the Spider-Mans that beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. So that certainly helps. Uh, you know, May sees that, you know, Ark is tearing up the place now, and she's like, no, our, our, you know, team up is over now. You have broken the rules. I'm leaving, and I'm not going to use the samples, even though I got one on my own. Mm-hmm. Completely fine, but you, you broke it, so I'm not going to use the other sample, so I guess Peter will just stay in his coma, only he doesn't, because Ock just sends the samples to the hospital anyway, and Peter gets out of his coma. Oh, okay. I, I thought that so, might might have been like a way for them, like a really roundabout way just to keep Peter in the coma so Ben could stay as Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, right? It's really fucking weird. And it's like, so Aunt May had no agency in this story. She made a big deal about having a moral high ground, and in the end, none of it mattered. That's weird it's weird they also very much shuna with great power comes great responsibility speech oh really from may herself and i'm like that doesn't belong there and of course the big final twist we find out that you know awk looked into an infinite solutions computers yes they're a subsidiary of the beyond corporation beyond was harboring the ufos of course they set up the attack on peter though why wouldn't they but also that's not why awk is mad Auk is mad because Beyond bought up all the Spider-Man related trademarks, yep. including Parker Industries, the thing that he himself made. He built, yeah. So now so now he's mad at Beyond and mad at their corporate Spider-Man. And I'm like, why why is he mad at that? Shouldn't he have moved on by this point? If he cared so much, why doesn't he start Octavius Enterprises? Why it, it why could is it could just thing? be like an ego thing. I guess. Where it's like, this is something I created and everything, and they're just taking it and, like, like burying it and using its, like, resource and stuff. So I wonder if also this means now that, like, maybe Doc and Peter will, like, team up. And team I up. imagine with, like, Ben Riley once he, like, figures all this shit out. And then that whole, like, Monica Rambeau stuff with, like, the yeah, Doors yeah. of the Dragon. It's, it's weird, too, because it's like, wait, so you mean to tell me that Doc Ock remembers founding Parker Industries enough to be upset about it? But he doesn't remember that Peter Parker was also yeah. Spider-Man. He's got, like, selective memory. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, it was the stuff that was in the living brain Golden Octobot. Yeah. And then he also sold some of his memories to Mephisto to end his own series. Is, this, so is very... that, I was going to say, is this is this what it's going to be like? Is it going to be like the whole Daredevil thing where, like, he can't, hmm. he, like, he had that part taken out? It kind of feels that way, that his, like, memories were edited in such a way. I'm like, that's a little annoying. Yeah book looks good though uh Ock is going around in his white suit that he wore back in the day and he yeah. looks great yeah but yeah this this one was kind of disappointing it had a lot of great potential but just couldn't make it work because it couldn't decide on what the tone was supposed to be yeah uh, that sucks it's a little all over the place you might like it more than me but i was just kind of like eh. yeah yeah i i wanted more i expected more yeah uh now i had one more book and it's it's kind of a funny book Ooh, okay. Uh, and that's One Star Squadron. By oh, I really wanted to read that. Mark this Russell week. and Steve Lieber. Yeah. This this looks like it was made just for me. Hey, it, here's some D-list heroes getting into shenanigans. It, it looks like that, and it looks like it could. It, it's like a companion to like a uh, Fraction and Lieber's uh, Jimmy yep. Olsen book. 
Very um, much so. Yeah, so uh, we're introduced to the Heroes for You, uh, a new organization <laughs> in Metropolis uh, where uh, we're, we're, we're introduced at the start of the book. It's like a like an advertisement for it, and it's like yeah, superheroes are cool, but like you can't you, they can't save the the world every week. So like we're like utilizing superheroes for other things like telemarketing and like birthday <laughs> appearances and like security at like events and the all shit that work. Yeah, it's it's all the shit work, and uh, of course it's all like the shit heroes. So like black condor and mm. flying fox and Minuteman, and uh <laughs> it's all being led by red tornado nice uh who uh as we find out he's he's getting like he doesn't really like he's just doing it just for the money because as we learn right. through the book the story like it's like yeah i was a hero i took down the royal flush gang the superman everyone loved me but that doesn't pay the bills <laughs> no uh, it really does so i need a fucking job and this is all i could fucking get um wait are you a robot do you eat <laughs> he does he eats uh, a lot throughout this issue actually that's like oh, one of fun. his ticks <laughs> um but yeah he's he's getting complained at by a uh, Minuteman uh who wants like uh like the top jobs like he wants to protect the, the royal visit that's coming and but like it's like no no one wants you like you you're well i'm putting you in the financial district where and you're going to be back up to plastic man to like keep an eye on like window jumpers um, amazing and he's like he he hates it and he's like i i was the employee of the month and it's like he's no you weren't you made that medal and a trophy yourself <laughs> and everything no one wants like you around because you're your powers are shit his powers are he gets powers for one minute every day so a worse version of our man yeah yeah he's just so shit um and he has like shit uh shit scores on like the app the heroes for you app and everything he's got like a 1.5 star uh so red tornado tells him to like you know just write it out just do the low-hanging fruit and then something will your luck will pick up and everything um it's here the book kind of gets a little serious because it also it all while it's all does all that funny stuff it's also sort of like a uh, critique on like mental health and like oh wow and, like kind of a um and like how people with mental health and mental different disabilities are treated uh because mm-hmm. we we were uh introduced to a character called jose delgado who was gangbuster uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah gangbuster in the infinite frontier universe um and we find out that he's kind of how can i he's not catatonic he can still speak and everything but like he doesn't remember who he is or anything and oh and like yeah yeah so sort of like all that sort of stuff and like these doctors just kind of dump him at the office because they're sick of like dealing with him uh so they dump him at the heroes for you office and it's red tornado red tornado decides to take it on himself to like find out who this guy is and kind of help him uh so he leaves the office in charge of power girl who's working at this office as well uh and we learn that she's working in this office because she actually has kind of a good reason and i like that it's just it's it's used as a joke uh so in the office the heckler who's like the best at the telemarketers there uh <laughs> she he like questions power girl she's like you're a kryptonian like you have you have actual superpowers yeah why are you here and she's like well i i like fought like you know lex luther and gods and demons and all that sort of stuff all all this for years and like nothing changed villains would always come back stronger oh wow all that sort of stuff and you know it, it, it'd be like if i somehow got onto like an earth that was like magical base my powers would be useless and it's like that 
but we're on earth where it's not magical based it's money based oh wow interesting so, so she's taking like a moral like a moral hiatus from where it's like what's yeah, even the point man yeah yeah so it's like so i might as well just like fucking get into it and just start making fucking money and all that and <laughs> that's a very interesting pitch <laughs> and, for uh, but, power girl but not only that is that she's also hardcore into like motivational speakers so uh, <laughs> she she's she's hardcore into like uh maxwell lord's book about oh, like motivational amazing. speaking and it makes me think that's gonna come back because i'm like it's maxwell oh, lord yeah. so it's like is the book like when you read the book does it like fuck with your mind, mind or something um, oh that's funny so, and she tries good. to get like a heckler to join in and he, he's like i wasn't listening to that that just sounds like a cult <laughs> <laughs> that's really good um but yeah uh red tornado spends most of the issue trying to like find out who uh gangbuster was and he finds out about his history about how he became gangbuster after his boxing mentor was killed in a gangland shooting and uh he he was a hero who was known for like having uh, a really strong head like like really tough and everything and we learned that something happened in jose's life where he was like captured while on the job and like people like fucked him up really badly but he doesn't really like that triggers him and it triggers him to go and fly into like a violent rage and uh and uh, they have to like calm him down and everything and they try and find out where he lived and they find this woman but she doesn't know who he is but when they leave the house we find out that that was actually his wife Oh. and she doesn't want anything to kind of do with him or anything oh holy shit so yeah again there's like this really kind of serious sort of look at like mental health and like <laughs> in a book about d-list yeah yeah and, but but like red tornado has this great thing where it's like yeah like heroes are there to help people but it's often forgot that heroes themselves often at times need help and we're people that too fucking awesome. and it, it's it's a better heroes in crisis i was gonna say that sounds like if heroes in crisis was good this yeah. sounds like totally up my alley yeah and it's got all that and and then at the end the end of the book of caesar uh power girl try and employ some of these uh motivational uh aspects of that <laughs> maxwell lord book and try and take power from uh red tornado of the heroes for you company and try and like oust him because he's he's doing it he's doing his job basically so she's dwight from the office now yeah, she's yeah, to overthrow. Yeah, yeah basically she wears a suit and everything and yeah oh that's great yeah it's a fantastic book and it's all heroes no one was using right nope, now nope that sounds great that sounds excellent that totally sounds like something i would like yeah. man you know russell just does you know he, he really nails that niche doesn't he yeah he nails that niche where you can have like all this exciting comic book stuff but then he'll like hit you with a message like that sort of stuff like treat people who have mental health issues well you know look after them help it's, them it's it's not just jokey haha comedy look how lame these guys are there's a heart to it yeah yeah I like that. I like that a lot. I, I'm going to go read that probably tonight before yeah. I get to bed. How many issues is that? I, I want to say it's... It's a mini. Yeah, I want to say it's it's six issues. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, that's a real solid way to end this week on, I think, with a really great recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll just about do it for us, everyone. We'll start winding down the show. As always, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on Sunday night. We really appreciate it. We know you could be anywhere in the world right now. This show actually went to midnight my end, so wow, we've been yeah. on for a bit. Big, long show. Uh, 
Big long show, everyone. A big thanks to our sponsors over at Manscaped. I'll be sure to link you down in the description below. You can help yourself out, get a great deal, help out the channel. Uh, maybe even, you know, uh, get some gift ideas, get some stockings yeah. and everything. Uh, help us all out along the way there. Uh, thank you, everyone who donated. We had some really nice donations tonight. Uh, as for next week, uh, Spider-Man is coming out. So we're pretty sure that's what the show is going to be next week. I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it because my shitty small town theater has already sold out. Mm -hmm. And I imagine if they've already sold out now, I might have to try and go see it Sunday afternoon. And if not, don't be shocked if the show gets pushed to Monday, maybe. Yeah. But we're going to try and do it. We're going to try and uh, do it as best we can. And if not, we'll just eh, we'll do something. We'll do something fun one way or another. And then we're definitely doing the Christmas episode uh, the week after that that Matt had planned and that I'm really excited for us to do. Yeah. So get ready for that, everyone. And uh, I guess uh, we'll start winding it down there. As always, if you're a patron, uh, you'll get to listen to the show back first before anyone else in audio and visual form and help us out along the way. We always truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, for everyone else, the show goes live Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the channel. And then usually on all the digital audio platforms, your, uh, what is it, your SoundClouds, your Stitchers, your iTunes, uh, usually Saturday sometime, if I remember. And thank you, Reese, for just subscribing now as the show is coming to an end. <laughs> it's always appreciated. Uh, anything else to say, Matt, before we end it? Uh, no, yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably myself on my own channel put up a review of spider-man at some point i'm nice. seeing it on a midnight showing uh lucky uh, like one of the first midnight showings in the world i think i think i worked it out tried to work it out like i'm pretty close there to being one of the first in the midnight showings i w i wish i had a midnight showing around here i could go to i would happily do that well see i booked tickets because like they didn't appear i booked tickets for like the day it actually came out and I'm like, okay mm. i'll just go during the day i'll be like uh seeing it where when everyone else is seeing it and then like i checked a couple of days ago and they'd added in like midnight couple of midnight showings so i'm like i'm gonna move that ticket over to here nice nice that's good Alrighty, then everyone we'll see you all next week Bye bye see ya